What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Rear Chronicles, brought to you by TheCinematicReal.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with today Mr. Jack Renault, surviving another Barbenheimer weekend at the movies. How you doing, good uh, sir? I'm tired. I'm tired. But, you know, always make that time to talk about movies even more at the end of the week, um, especially this one today, which when it comes to, like, the whole ripple effect of me and, like, how I how I essentially ended up here today with my love of movies. This was a big part of that flow chart. I'll same, definitely say. Same for me, uh, Mister Hunter Friesen. I mean, I'm always ready to talk about three hour movies. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> always ready. I'm glad Hunter's here today because when we get to what we watch, he's going to be very proud of me. And and, and I we'll we'll cover the whole I, I was, war, war we had, and then it was, <laughs> it was, it's already ended. Don't worry, folks. The peace is times are here. Now we just got to see what Jack does to start a new war. I I'm Maybe. very nervous about what Jack has to say later. Yeah. By the way, so <laughs> and 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 I I'm glad JC's here too because he is another fan, giant fan of this movie with Hunter and me. So you have three of us to destroy you if you if you are not on the right side of history, my friend. <laughs> because the junior senator from Massachusetts deserves his respect. Hmm. Well, <laughs> and JC, welcome aboard. I always, I always love doing this with you guys, especially for this movie that, I same similar to Dave, just means a lot to me. I saw it pretty early in my life. Yeah, same. So today we're covering the 40th anniversary of Scarface, the first Al Pacino movie that we've done together on here, which. It should be a fun one. Oh, God. Got to turn down my volume real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, li- and like you said, uh, this is like one of the most important movies I've ever seen for where I am today. So I can't wait for us to talk about it. Uh, we'll start with some little bit of the news. I guess we can just do a Barbenheimer box office check every week because it seems like that's yeah. the biggest news of the week. So as of now, uh, Barbie is set to earn $93 million in its second week, which is a forty only a 42.3% drop in, in, in from its first to second week. Um, Barbie beats a Dark Knight's weekend two of $75 million. Uh, at the high end, uh, Barbie's total will land it at 351.4 domestic on by the end of today and a total of it's seven over 700 million dollars in seven days which already makes it the third highest grossing film of the year on the other end barb barbenheimer oppenheimer is projected to make 46 million and in totality when it comes to r-rated movies in its second week it's uh it best the second opening weekends of logan deadpool 2 it's also the second best weekend for r-rated movies this year beating john wick 4 uh the record for second week on an r-rated movie goes to it chapter one which grows 60.1 million dollars in its second week uh, Oppenheimer has officially now grossed over four hundred million dollars. Uh insane. This is that like we're was dead. yeah. We're, it is after this. The rest yeah. of the um, like Jack and I were talking before you guys came on about just like this is like unfathomably something like like I've never I've never seen this before. I've, this it's is, only, this it's is because it's Nolan. 
This is just like the we, whole we, aspect we, we of it talk, all. Yeah, like we talked prior, like we talked last week. We were kind of like hypothesizing about like its picture chances. At this point, I honestly think it's in. I of think course. it's it's just become the like box office going to help it's it. It's become a lot. just like a cultural phenomenon, and now I think like we're in that era where like those do actually get into the Oscars. So I, and on top of that, you know, it's going to have support from all the other branches. So I think it's safe at this point, especially if stuff starts to get pushed. I I agree. Uh, Hunter, any thoughts on this? Yeah, no, it's 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 that new, you know, the avatars, the the top guns the you know if you're not if you're a billion dollar movie and people respect you you'll you'll get in you're not if you're not the jurassic worlds if you're not well mm-hmm. even the marvel movies don't you know they're, they're not respected in terms of oscar chances so it's it's yeah i had it set at ninth place i think last week and now i'm like well it's probably seventh place now sixth place who knows mm-hmm. yeah so, I'm good on you. that good movie should get in good popular movie should get in i agree uh jc you agree no yeah samosons are like Barbie, we most of us pretty much had it. Like you know, we're realistic. We're not like casual. So oh, there's a Barbie movie. It's not gonna get nominated, but the box office hit, and then the fact that it has good reviews is definitely gonna help it. And then with with um, Oppenheimer, the great box office might you know, maybe help maybe help it win because it's like a movie that's an Oscar period, and then with the huge box office is like we haven't seen an Oscar mo- Oscar legit Oscar movie have this this kind of stuff probably since Forrest Gump that it made like six hundred seven million. Mm. Not Lord so, of the I mean, Rings, also, probably Return of the yeah, King. Because even like the, but, you know, but like Lord the of the Rings is a fantasy movie. You know, oh, like, you mean something? Gonna, but, yeah, like like legit Oscar, but like it would have came out. Well, you know, but like Lord of the Rings is fantasy. Like the fact that they went for it is just a miracle. But because we all know, like if it had been Spielberg did the Oppenheimer, this would have been like a November December release with a limited release start, and then yeah, no, I, I, I agree. The, but but Nolan Nolan's the, per, the only person that can make a historical drama biopic come out in the summer. Be a hit. So e- e- even stuff like I mean I feel like Gladiator made like hundreds of millions at the box office and that, that kind of the same thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, like this was the first kind of like real like best picture hopeful at the moment at least that's like actually made a smash at the box office in recent memory. I feel like you know because then we entered that era of all the low grossing indie movies winning best picture. Um, yeah, oh, Gladiator. Yeah, forgetting the, oh, actually, the King's, uh, King's Beach made $400 million. His, dollars. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Hunter. I'm like, I'm like hold on, no, his, his beloved King's Speech me. Like, I, I, we, Wait, we how much money did King's Speech make? Like 400-something million. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, how much over, like, over... This was over like five months, not two weeks. Like, oh, and that's that's, that's so impressive. That's so Wait, impressive because the social network. Oh man! Oh god! Yeah, it made it made wow. so much money. It's like it, I feel like everyone had to do a a book report at the same time, and they all went to the movies to see the King's <laughs> speech. Hey, they got a good report, a good movie on their hands. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, come, I, come come our next tier ranking. We'll have our war reignite for that. It, Oh, I can't wait to do that when we get to 2010 yeah. on that one. But yeah, moral of the story, these two movies are successful. And um, I think they're going to keep making money for quite a bit of time because there's really nothing. I think Ninja Turtles is going to do well, but obviously it's not going to hurt the chances of like the money that these other two. But I think it, I, I think next week it probably gets maybe second place. Because I still think, because I think it'll make more than Oppenheimer next week when it opens. But maybe yes, I, I I do agree. Yeah, I agree. I think Barbie. I think Barbie holds at like sixty, seventy next week, and then oh, I forgot. I forgot the Meg 
too, also. I know what no one's gonna watch. I, I think we, got that we, as well. No, we 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 said we said that for the first, and that shit made five hundred. Remember, that is smart. true. They, that is true. They're they're smart because they have the cast is very international, so that's how they get. The, like, it probably won't make as much money here, but it's the international box office would be crazy for that. My my press screening for that is literally Wednesday night. Oh, they're saying they're not even screening it for us. Not even I, doing it. I, got, I, I, I didn't care. I'm not watching it, but I was like, okay, cool. Really good sign. I got an email on Friday night in, at like 2 a.m. They're like, do you want to come to this on Wednesday night? And I'm like, ah, I don't think so. I think I'm going to pass. Yeah. You, were, um, were you, you weren't even that big in the first, right? I think it's fine. It's whatever. Right. Um, the next bit of news is a trailer that we got yesterday. I did more for JC and I. We got the trailer to Saw 10, which takes place between Saw 1 Gotta gotta love the continuity there. I gotta say this actually for the horror community, this actually looks pretty good. I can't I can't even front. Like it looks like back to basics. So what people really love about the franchise, I I would I was gonna watch it regardless, but it's gonna be interesting. The but they knew they had to make it a prequel to bring back Tobin Bell because. I mean, I gotta love how we're about to get seven sequels that take place between one and two. They're gonna be the Fast and the Furious. If this does well, I can I can see it doing something like that. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty. Actually, looks pretty solid. I was surprised how much I enjoyed the trailer because you know I think we've spoken about this. I'm not really being on the franchise of the whole gore, the gore porn of it all. Although I do, I was talking to Jack off the line. I do remember the if it's October, it's Saw season and all their marketing (laughs) during during the early 2000s. Bro, literally, it was was like seven years in a row. Like you knew you were gonna get one of those every year. Uh, and then last week, moving on, last two bits of news. Last week, we talked about how we hoped that the studios at Warner Brothers would not take the wrong lessons from uh, the success of Barbie and... That was a given. Spoiler alert. They did. <laughs> so, what's the, how about this? What's the worst of a bunch? Rock'em, sock'em, robots. They already did it with real steel. <laughs> yeah. It's... Well, I, I, I did. Are they going to get like highly acclaimed director and writers for this, or do you think it's? Well, yeah, l- l- let's let's fan cast these. So the Rock'em Sock'em Robots director. So Vin, uh, Vin Diesel's starring in it. So we're going to get playing, a director. He's playing... he's uh, action director. Let, let let him direct. Yeah. Vin yeah. Direct. <laughs> His yeah. directorial debut. Let him do it. Fuck it. I don't care. Um. We also have I don't like Lena Dunham, so I I I hate this. This is probably my worst one. Uh, Polly Pocket's getting one too. Um, I just, <laughs> like I don't even know what Polly Pocket is. That's also the number one thing. Like, I have no I, idea. I, I, I know that I know that's the point of the movies to be the brand, but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't, like I know what Barbie is. Obviously, I don't know what what Polly Pocket even is. I literally I had to search that shit up to post. You know how See, popular just, those I, things are? It's insane how, like, it's, 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 it's having girl really little commercials. Yeah. They're so and crazy. I'm surprised yeah. that, like, well, I wonder, now I wondered, I was like, I wonder how long till we get, like, the Bratz announcement. We already have a Bratz. Oh, right? right? I was going to say, we already, ha- we already have one. Like, they got to they they gotta do it right. And then yeah. I, JC yeah. poses this one. I don't know what the fuck this is. Major, Major. Matt Mason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who the... <laughs> Like it's, Tom Hanks is not a draw like that anymore. That movie will bomb. Watch it be like this three and a half hour space drama with Tom oh, Hanks. You right? got you got yeah. Hudson. <laughs> there you go, Tom Hanks. Three hours. I was gonna say right. whose favorite movie is two thousand one. Uh, let Let's go. <laughs> you yeah. they probably get Spielberg or Ron Howard. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's so, his boys. Yeah, none of these. I don't think any of these are gonna work, and they're 
Maybe Polly Pockets because Emily in Paris is pretty popular. Yeah. Dunham. I got no, I got I have no time for her. I have zero time <laughs> for her movies. She's like the opposite of how much I love Greta Gerwig. She's like the opposite. I can't I can't stand her. Um and then the last bit of news is we got Tiff, Venice, and some NIF lineups for someone that will probably will, you know, if I approve the guy, I will be covering NIF this year. Um, much better start than last year with Ferrari being the closing film and um, Priscilla centerpiece. Priscilla centerpiece, and then opening is um, oh my god, I drew a blank on the opening of the, for- the, the, the boy and a hair. hair. No, that's Tiff, May, that's May December. May no, December. That, that's, op- that, that's, that's opening New York, isn't no, it? No, it isn't. No, it's opening Tiff. I thought it was Tiff, yeah. Tiff, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I just saw Okay. Yeah, that, that's how it always confuses me because the first time I read it, I thought, I, no offense, I've read heroin. Is this the time I can admit I've never seen a Miyazaki movie? You've never really? seen it? Yeah. I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of anime, so I'm very. Yeah, but he's, he's I was gonna different. Say, yeah. I'm... <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm, gonna, me, I'm not either, but he's different. I think my neighbor Totoro with Harley at the at the right age will be very good. I, I, I think that's a great early on movie. For and Kiki's delivery service. I promised my <laughs> I promised a buddy of mine that he's huge on Miyazaki. He's like, you can you please? He's like, I'll watch David Lynch if you watch Miyazaki. And I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's that's a good trade. That, that, that is a good trade. <laughs> but I'm going to. Go ahead, sorry. No, uh, no, sir, like, because you'll probably watch the English dubs. Michael Keane's the star of one of them, Porco Rosso. Oh, if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I will probably watch it because Michael Keane. I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this. Um, yeah. The, the, um, with him, I'm probably going to start him on, like, Inland Empire. And then just, since he's stuck, oh wa- he's stuck watching everything, I'm going to, he's, he's going to start with Inland Empire. Yeah, come come on, you, yeah. no, start with Blue Velvet. That <laughs> But no, yeah, the the Venice lineup I like a lot more than the TIFF lineup this year. Yeah, uh, this seems like they got the bangers uh, this year. Um, Jack, any thoughts on or any highlights from what you remember seeing? Um, yeah, well, I'm, all I can say is just that I'm jealous of all of the people, all, going. all my league friends. Yeah, who get to go? <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day, and I'll roll up. Really great lineup, especially after the one that they got last year. But I mean, both festivals look really, really exciting, and I'm uh, excited to see the first reactions, especially to the new Miyazaki one as well. Well, that you have already reviews on RT. It, it already oh, dropped. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 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 it, it premiered in Japan. Oh, oh, I didn't know. So that one you should be July fifteenth. Um. For Venice, for me, like I'm curious to the Priscilla reactions. I mean, Sofia Coppola, so I can't really. I expect I expect good things. The so this maestro stuff, I'm like, I. Good point. <laughs> it's two now. It's two hours and fifteen minutes. The test screenings were an hour and forty five minutes. I don't know what. Yeah, that, I this that, may be like I don't know, man. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. This may be. No, like... it, may, it makes sense because I remember when you told me it was like an hour forty. I'm like, oh wow, because I, I I thought it was gonna be like two hours and a half. Yeah. Then we got the killer, which I expect, you know, yes. nothing. It's David Fincher. Uh poor things for Venice. Uh, I'm starting to think this is going to New York with the move to um December. So I think it's gonna go to New York. Uh, Maybe even Tiff. 
Are, is Tiff done, Hunter? Oh, uh, you're muted. You're I can't muted. hear you. All right, we'll get Hunter back. Um, they haven't announced their Midnight Madness stuff, which is. I, I was joking with a with our buddy Darren about this. The whole he keeps he keeps running a joke about how like Maxine's gonna go there. At this I point, think. I wanted to because I want to be sure that this movie releases this it's year. Coming out this year. So like at this point, I'll I'll take the, it going to TIFF just to make sure that we get it this year. Um, Hunter, are you back? You already lost Godbuster. I'm hoping so. There you yep, go. Yep. There you go. Okay. Watching Hunter's my, technical my difficulties computer. from the background has been really hilarious to see. My computer, I, I literally just touched a wire, and the computer's like, oh, okay, you want to shut down now? It's like, oh, I was like, I don't <laughs> even know. I literally did, couldn't figure out what happened, so I just left. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for poor things with this new, you know, three months delay now. Hopefully, they go to the regional festivals. I'm hoping so. Use that, but who Hunter, knows? Hunter's hoping knows? for the Minneapolis, like, festival to well, that's we've had like <laughs> Searchlight has been to like every single year we've had Minneapolis. They had Banshees last year. The Empire of Light was there. They've taken Jojo Rabbit there. They've every year there's a Searchlight movie. So I'm like, hey, take Next Goal wins, which I've already seen and poor things. Got a good festival. Maybe you'll see Next Goal wins. Well, it, it's already confirmed. They've reconfirmed it. They've reconfirmed it. Good, good. I feel bad yeah, for that maybe, movie. Maybe, that's... maybe, maybe everyone else will see it a year from now, but I'll see it at least a couple <laughs> that's, weeks. That's yeah. good. Um, anything else that you want to highlight, Hunter, from TIFF? Uh, from TIFF, it is, I, you know, you, I, I will admit it too. It is a quote unquote down year for TIFF based on what is, you know, there was, what the strike means for it. it's an audience fest, but also what was even available, mm. you know, to get where it's like Dune 2 wasn't even ready. Napoleon's not ready. You say Kills of the Flower Moon, not really a TIFF movie. Color Purple's too soon. Ferrari's not totally a TIFF movie. The Boys in the Boat, that George Clooney movie's too soon. It's just one of those where it's like, there just wasn't the Fablemans or Glass Onion. It just wasn't ready and available. Mm-hmm. So, But there's still, I think I counted. That's a good stuff. Oh, yeah. I counted already like 16 movies I already am planning to see. Oh, I'm like, good. well, I can only see 20 total. So that means, so that means, so, so like, I'm already, my schedule's already packed already. So that means, so that, so that means Darren has like 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if they <laughs> add like, um, they add something. They'll probably add another one or two more films, big ones, within the next few weeks. Is Zone of Interest like the boy in the there? Heron came out of nowhere. Hunter, is Zone of yeah, Interest? Yeah, Zone of Interest. It is playing. I'll probably watch it again if the schedule allows, because I'd like to. <laughs> My guess is that's definitely going to New York. I like would be very oh, yeah. upset if it's that's going, going to Telly Ride. It's going to that one. Yeah, it'll go. It'll go everywhere. I can't wait for that. Like I'm, I've, I've missed Jonathan Glazer. I hope. I hope that's an early morning screening. Like that's well, not that'll be a great start to the day. Yeah, that's what you, I did. I, that was a that was a nine a.m. movie for me. I was like, ooh, what a great way. <laughs> New York press, New York, uh, and NIF press screenings like do a good job of spreading out, starting at like eight nine in the morning and running through the day. So oh, I'm hoping yeah. that's like, or unless there's like a three hour movie. Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. If they happen to throw it in New York, I want that to be I've, like bright I've, and early. I'm still so so puzzled what they're doing with that. Do you think they're just like screw it? We're we're good. <laughs> But like I was like, somebody's got to want the North American premiere for this movie. Somebody's got to yeah. want this. And I'm like, you can't just like I know Telluride is secretive, but I was like, it just feels wrong for them just to be like holding it because they announced their lineup the day before that it just shows up. That's one of the I'm main like, reasons I would never want to pay the eight hundred dollars to go over there because like you don't know their lineup <laughs> to the day before. I didn't know they yeah. do that. Oh, it, yeah. Telluride is it's something, man. <laughs> that's that's the that's the rich people festival. Yep. I can't do that. Yep, that's the, yeah, the Helmer. So, 
It's, yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's coming down to our level for two. Nif Nif, I think, should be in the next week, week or two. So it's, it's yeah, I was because it's weird for Nif because it's during the theatrical rollout of Killers of Flower Moon. So like, that's that why I thought it was opening. Time. That's why I thought that's, it was that's opening. That's why I was once May December was the opening film. I was like, oh, okay. So the, the only like, the only comparison I can make is Tar because Tar was a Monday screening at NIF and then it opened that Friday. Mm. So that's the only thing I, I can compare it to. I always think I was like, well Scorsese could just be made up his own category. They'll do the they don't need they don't need to put an opening or centerpiece just to yeah, I can see they, they, they could just be like, look, we're gonna have them. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And yep, yeah. that's pretty much it. I mean festival season is upon us. The Oscar season is right around the corner if we get the Oscars. Um one last note on the awards for Barbie if the Globes happen, it's sweeping all the comedy categories, I suppose, right? Yeah. That, 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 that or next call wins. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. probably the one other, like, big Just because picture. it's the, 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 they'll be the, they'll be the, like, the smart Traditional comedy. Traditional yeah. mm-hmm. the, the big air quotes, where it's like, Barbie's this big studio one, and then Holdovers is the more other one. But I, they, they, they love, they love Alexander Payne. Holdovers is winning the audience award, is my prediction. For... Next goal wins? Uh, do they usually go back to back, like on a director? I mean, I, well, I mean, I it's not tied, but it's not back to back. Because remember, he, yeah, he did say, Love and Thunder, so... Love and Thunder. No, I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about his TIFF entries. Yeah, yeah TIFF record. Uh, I, I would mean, say yeah. I would say just because it's a little again lesser of a lineup this year, it has a better that's, chance. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot more unknowns at this TIFF, but unknowns I'm interested to check out. I'll say that for sure. Uh, and yeah, that wraps everything up for what we watched. Jack, we're going to get into what, uh, I mean, for news, we're going to get into what we watched. Jack, you're going to go last. Cause okay. I'm going to build this, <laughs> this anticipation. Uh, JC, what do you got for this week? Um, I'm going to just do uh, a little bit. Um, obviously I did the whole, well, I haven't done the whole, all in the industry. I still need to watch the last one. Um, something out of shadows, whatever it's called. Never seen that one. So I'm excited to check that one out. Um, saw. So I saw Anchorman because I, I had to have, have you watch Step Brothers for the anniversary. So I, I was in a Wolf or Adam McKay mood. Um, I have to shout this one out for Jenny because she had been, we've been together for seven years and she had wanted me to see Thumbelina. I saw it for the first time. It was cute. It was, it was, I was, it, I mean, I was like, you know what? Was, you know what? Let me just finally do it for it. It was night, like 90 minutes. Um, I saw Animal House because it had an anniversary as well. I know Dave is not too too big on That's that. Okay. Thing, but but yeah. to me it's, it's still the king of frat comedies. Like there's no old school, there's no PCU or Vengeance without it. Um I saw the Parent Trap as well. It was the anniversary. The reason I watch I eat my orange peanut butter as weird as as weird as that may sound, that's probably like a core memory for me. And it was the first movie that my brother allowed me to rent from Blockbuster. It was my choice. I was six years old when it came out, so it's a, it a very special movie to me. And lastly, I also um, I saw Tre- Tremors. I rewatched Tremors. Ah, just, Tremors is great. It's, it's just so much fun. It's like great practical effects that still hold up 33 years later. It just shows that when it comes to creatures, like practical effects is better than C- than a CGI creature. This is a, pretty much one of the most fun creature features of the 90s. All right. Hunter, what do you got? Uh, Well... Starting off with violence here. I watched Reds on Sunday, last Sunday. <laughs> How was that nap? Uh, no actually, nap for Hunter. I'm <laughs> wide awake, riveted by pure <laughs> cinema by Warren Beatty there. 
He's like, give me another hour. Exactly. It could have. <laughs> I mean, you do this in Dr. Zhivago, that's like six and a half hours of Russian, obviously maybe not the most in-depth way of Russian politics, but damn good. <laughs> what did you like more? I think we talked about it last week. I forgot. Red, reds. Red. I like more. Reds. Yeah, yeah, reds way more. Yeah, so now, now that we're on offsides, sides, we need Jack or, or JC. I, I, have you seen it? Zhivago, no. Oh, oh no! I haven't. I haven't seen Reds. No. Oh no! Yeah. I, I, I'm four out of five on Reds. Well, we're we're good, Hunter. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, Jack. Depending on what you do, Zhivago. I'm Zhivago. I'm with you on. So yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 really good, but it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like three. So it's, it's like three something, right? For Zhivago. Yeah, yeah, like three. Lord yeah, Zhivago. Like, oh, yeah. It's right. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. why I've always avoided because I think I've seen the run some a few times and I'm just like yeah. Yeah. Not, not, well, not yet, not yet. I can't imagine Jack will dislike Reds. It's Warren Beatty, Diane Keaton, and Jack Nicholson. Like, come on! How can <laughs> he, you not he, like that? He's not gonna go too like David. I'll give. Okay, you, that, I, was, that was a confusing Dave rating. I will definitely yeah, say most of them on. are like, I get it. This was one that I was like, interesting. Not even <laughs> too many Jack 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 supporting actor. Jack goes at least three point five. I can't see him going lower yeah, than that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not expecting him to give it like ten out of ten here. Like that's that's <laughs> fine. Like you know, I'm a realist you, you, here. You got eight out of ten from me. Yeah, that's fine. That, that, so, that's his best movie easily, director wise at least. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, oh well, I, I watched the best picture. I mean, I better keep going my best picture. So I watched How Green Was My Valley. Yeah, saw that. Yep. Yeah. A proper it's, rating. Um, proper rating, good sir. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those. I went into it with a little show me attitude because, like, yeah, it beat Citizen Kane. But Prove I also it, yeah. I had I had not seen a John Ford film, so the only exposure I had to John Ford was oh. David Lynch's John Ford. So I was like, well, shit, I gotta, I gotta fix this. It gets my better, my friend. Searchers. It gets yeah, better, my friend. Searchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta start. But I was like, it's really well directed. John Ford's a great, you know, director. The shots are really amazing. Sing the stage, but I think the screenplay just fumbles the bag so hard. <laughs> I mean, it's a 600-page book they turn into a two-hour movie. And they're like, we can't cut a single thing. We just got to fly by. And like, oh. <laughs> oh, I would have thought that was three hours. Yeah, it should be. Honestly, it probably would have been good. It probably yeah. been, I mean, it's not bad, but it would have been a lot better. There's just storylines that just happen, and just then they drop it, and they move by. Like, the Wikipedia summary is the whole movie right there. Yeah. You don't get it. There's more, no more depth. So it was disappointing. And, you know, the, I looked at the Oscars then. They were weird when they were doing stuff. There was three screenplay categories, so that's weird. <laughs> that's probably how story. Kane probably how Kane actually won his yeah, own I was Oscar. Say. <laughs> yeah, so because they had original story, original screenplay, and then adapted story, and I was like, okay. And then I think the nominees for best production design. There's 20 nominees, <laughs> <laughs> and there was like yeah. there's the best musical category. There was like a something. I was like. This is crazy. Yeah, now, now, it, you know. now you understand where my anger for the lack of Kong nominations come from. They yeah, just had like yeah. 10 best score nominees and it couldn't get yeah. one of them. <laughs> and they used to have like cinematographs to be like best black and white cinematography, right? They didn't oh, have like yeah. two separate. That went for yeah, a while they, too. This is this yeah. this one best black and white over Citizen Kane. I mean, this one's really well shot, but I'm like, damn, Citizen Kane <laughs> Citizen- is like. Yeah, like the top tier like of all time. When it, it comes like, to cinematography. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was. That was it was, you know, it's not a terrible movie, but the next one on my list, though, is Crash. So we'll have fun with that. You, you've never seen Crash? Because no one likes it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, okay. Well, now I'll... Yeah. I'm in the if minority. You, if you've ever wanted to see a Lifetime movie, one best picture, you're about to see it. That movie's the 
craziest best picture thing. Fuck it premiered you. I 2004 it so. TIFF and then didn't come out till a year later and then they won best picture. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, How's that work? I hate it so much. Okay, mo- moving on. I rewatched Inception <laughs> a few nights ago because I hadn't watched it since like 2012. Uh, obviously, it's a great movie. Speaking of cinematography, it looks amazing. Sounds amazing. So, really well fun. And then last night, we watched The Village, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. How do you deal with that? First time? Yeah, first time. I really liked it. I knew the twist. That's like every Shaman movie where I've like, I already knew the twist because it was a dumbass 10 year old. And I was like, Ooh, I want to know what the twist <laughs> is. And now I'm like, well, now I can't watch this movie you know, fresh. So, but even knowing it, I really liked the movie. I think it's, one of his better directed efforts is just a good cast. I mean, it's, it's, a, like, period, it's a period piece. Exactly. exactly. That's, that's Hunter Corps right there. There's a big it's, it's village Shaman, hive now, Shaman, too. Yeah, just letting his actors act. He's like, hey, I got good actors. Let's let them do something. And and it's actually, there's some dialogue that's not good, but there's it's a decent screenplay. <laughs> it's, it's, not like it's, it's not modern Shaman where I'm like, God damn, you wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, cinematography then, is great. For me, yeah, it's, it's it's Deacons, so I was like, "Oh, it's good." I think he got nominated. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Then tonight I have the Conformist, the Berlucci movie, and then tomorrow's King Kong, Jack. So there you go. Oh, mm-hmm. Conformist is so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This should, this should be good. I have a <laughs> I had a busy week outside of this, so not as many. So as you usual. only you only watch. So one only movie. like fifteen. Yeah. I got t- <laughs> I got twenty th- twenty two things to run through. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so started only murders in the building season three. Uh, Lucky, still great. I mean, shows just on fire. Paul Rudd's hilarious, and Meryl Streep is really good at it. Uh, can't really say any too much else. Uh, I started this Netflix doc because it just sounded interesting. How to start a cult, or something along those lines. It's actually really good. Uh, it it's a very interesting way to highlight uh, like famous cults. Uh. Very interested to see Leo play Jim Jones. I didn't know too much about Jim Jones, but now I do, and that oh, it's about, okay, it's about him. Yeah, that, that's no, it's not just about him. It's about like different cult members. Oh. He's he's episode two, uh, and then I went on a Scorsese. Actually, no, I saw uh, White Light, Black Rain, the destruction of Hiroshima, and Nagasaki after oh, the whole okay. Oppenheimer oh. thing. It's a documentary um, on HBO that highlights the Japanese survivors from the from the bomb, and it's it's very depressing. Uh, but it's a very, it's a nice bookend to watching Oppenheimer and watching this documentary. I highly recommend it. Then I want to Scorsese thon, uh, saw Casino. It's still four stars. It's still a poor man's right. Goodfellas. Oh. But don't disrespect it like that. It's, it's, it's uh, Goodfellas poor, light. Poor anything. Poor anything. It's not even <laughs> light. Not even light. <laughs> I was talking to Jack about this. The Goodfellas has characters you dislike the way casino does but the, the there's still charm in the characters in goodfellas i hate every single person in casino james woods i fucking hate him in that well movie. james woods is playing oh, himself right. so <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true um as, as good as sharon stone is i hate her character i just hate her as a person Why? Well, supposed to yeah and then joe pesci like I mean, I love Tommy. And well, he's a, yeah, he's a complete same, asshole. I know, but he's still good. Dave, yeah, like, I, I think every time I'm on, you have to watch a James Wood movie because the last time I was on, you oh, shit yeah. on him in Ghost of Mississippi. We gotta, we gotta I mean, he's really this. playing himself in Ghost of Mississippi. No. <laughs> you gotta make this. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be sending you a uh, James Wood movie every time I'm on. I think I only like. 
I think uh, what's the Jane Wood? Oh, uh, uh, Video Drum. That's probably the only Jane. I, thought, I was gonna yeah. say if you said Once Upon a Time in America, I'm like, oh, you mean like his worst yeah. character? Um, <laughs> I, well, I think you're like him with Salvador. Sure. Good. Yeah, no. Oliver, it's prime I, I Oliver Stone. It's good, prime yeah. Oliver Stone. Saw Goodfellas, still great. Saw The Irishman, still amazing. I, yeah. I think Irishman. I mean, it's never gonna top my top two but i as i get older this movie just sticks with me so much more um maybe i'll get to you maybe i'll meet you there you're day. when you get older man you're gonna i i think i really saw it at the perfect time i mean i'm not like 90 years old but like i yeah. didn't really it yeah, just really hit me at the yes. perfect time but that thing it'll just get better in decades for now decades for now be like damn it's so been... it's so sad man that ending is so, so sad good. i know i agree yeah. it's so good oh, I, know, um, I know i know yeah. color of money is still good uh but you disappointed me at 3.5. I was so hurt. I thought he was going to go 4 at least. I mean, it got werewolves in London, so that scene alone gets me to 3.5. I literally okay. like that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Raging Bull. Um, I, I, I saw the placement on your rating, I gotta, or on your rankings. I got to say, more along the lines of where I'm at. Oh, I'd like still five, it's five, it's five yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, yeah. listen, man, I respect anyone that likes ordinary people. <laughs> But there's a lot of mental <laughs> institutions for you guys that think this movie should have be Raging Bull in any category. It's like, man, you talk about cinematography. This is like one of the best shot movies of the '80s. Like everything about yeah. this movie works for me. Like, thank God. Can you imagine a world where De Niro lost? I would have been like, it would have been a Pacino type of situation with Godfather Two. <laughs> who, who, who is John even in second say, place? Whoever John was Hurt, John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah, I've got to say that's a well, tough loss well. for John. The like, Elephant Man is great, incredible. Yeah, yeah Elephant yeah. Man's great. If that came out in like, yeah. like the one before. actor in seventy nine and eighty one, that's what I say because John Hurt probably might have topped that. It sucks as he De Niro swept, so it was kind of like oh Hoffman won in seventy nine for Kramer. Uh, and... I heard it's better. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that um, Hunter is mad about seventy nine. What's seventy nine? All that, ja- all, all that jazz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have not seen Kramer vs. Kramer, so I can't. I, but I, I can't see you say yet. You did. Well, it's not going to be better. It's Hunter, you saw it. You did see it already in 2019. Marriage story. I think I've heard that joke a billion times in 2019 too. And it never. No, when, when you see it, you're gonna be like, "Shit, it really is Mar- yeah. Mar- Kramer versus Kramer for the for this generation." Um, King of Comedy still slaps. Really, really like King of Comedy. Uh, and the biggest... Oh, Taxi Driver. Still, like, I know amazing. you're saving. You're saving it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave one for last, but The Age of Innocence is my biggest, like, shocker. I had only yeah. seen it once. And when then it... Four- and it just, like... It just came over me, like, this time. I was just, like, super enthralled by everything about it. I'm crying at this moment. The only thing that I really didn't <laughs> like is that the the... the Daniel Day Lewis's taste, because there's no way in hell I'm not marrying Winona Ryder or even thinking twice 1993 Winona Ryder. I'm just like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, costumes are beautiful. Score is my second favorite outside of Taxi Driver, like in- individual score. I, I mean, I, I can't argue with Taxi Driver. Yeah. Right? So it kind of says, like, I can't go like, oh, what? You know, it's like, you know, it's Taxi Driver. Um, I see why Winona got nominated, kind of. The DDL didn't, which was surprising. I thought he was really good at it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now so. now it's in my top 10. It's my number 10 Scorsese now. So it's, All right, there it, we go. It really, really did 
number on me. And and it didn't disrespect me for being three and a half hours because that movie in another world could be three and a half hours and bore me to tears. So oh, uh, it, it flies though. It, it does flies. fly. It does fly. I agree. I I I, I want to give a special shout out to Downton Abbey because it prepared me for this moment <laughs> to, <laughs> to watch stuff like this. Um, but yeah, overall loved it. And then uh, finally, the reason I did my uh, the Scorsese thon, uh, oh. a, a lovely rewatch of After Hours, which uh, <laughs> just moved up into my top four. It's as it should be. It's so. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like I think it's like six from five or six. From, it's like I had some the new Criterion one. Yeah, my it looks stunning in four K. I did want to add that. Good. I will Good. say minus me finding someone dead. This was literally my twenties. Like every weekend was this. <laughs> So no, I mean, oh my god! The one of the nights when I was in New York, like I like my phone was like about to die, and I didn't my my charger was dead. So I was like, "Am I about to just get launched into an after hours situation? If <laughs> I can't, like, gonna have his own after hours?" Yeah, and yeah. especially since you had to go to Jersey, that was gonna be even mm-hmm. rough for you. Yeah, that, that's what I was like. I was like, I my tickets on my phone. I need to get on the bus. You know, I know how to get back from the. How was it when we when we when we hung out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was after. It was like that first night, and oh, then okay. after that, I I had um, Port Authority down. But and then I gotta say, Paul Hackett is a terrible human being. Oh like, my god, dude! He he <laughs> made like the way he shoots his shot at trying to have a threesome with Marcy and Kiki is top notch bad. What was it? What was it, Jack? You got an amazing some, body. Some, 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 some of, yeah, some of the worst Riz like I've ever seen in any movie. It's like, yeah, you have an amazing body. And then she just like very tries like, thank you. Nasty, nasty <laughs> that level. And then to finish, <laughs> and then to finish up, I went on a since I saw the new Ninja Turtles movie, I went through all the the entire series there. Um, the Ninja really, Rat. really in time, baby. Really loved mutant, uh, mutant mayhem. I really, it's, it could probably have it would have had a shot to win if it wasn't for Spider Verse this year. Like, it's, it's stunning animation, fun. It's probably this year's Puss in Boots. Like in terms of like, people hmm. are gonna talk about it. It's not gonna win an Oscar. Or it's not gonna win any awards. But I think people are gonna talk about it. It's gonna make some decent money. Uh, and then I saw Haunted Mansion, which I was extremely disappointed by. As a fan of the ride. Like, like one of my favorite rides in Disney, like, there's, I, I don't know what the fuck went wrong here. Well, yeah, it, it's two hours <laughs> and five minutes. That's the first problem. Um, oh, my God. It's so boring. Yeah, Jack I can complain about rents when I see when it, I see two hours for Haunted Mansion. I'm like, ooh, greenlit that. The director's it, cut? What is this? The middle yeah, of that movie that, like, is so boring. And, like, they, they do have a scene where they have to go to another mansion, and I did kind of thought that was cool because the other mansion that they go to is the mansion from Disney World. The one in the mo- the other one is from Disneyland, so that okay. was cool. But you really got to know the ride to know some of these Easter eggs, so it kind of fails there. Uh, and then I saw the Glitch documentary, which is about the HQ app, which I was obsessed with. Uh, highly recommend it. And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, go ahead, Jack. It's all yours. All right, mm-hmm. fellas. Your your so, pass is on the line. I watched. Uh, I also had a busy week, uh, and my numbers more so reflect that. I only have one thing to really cover this week, but it's something that you all can get behind. A little movie titled John Fitzgerald Kennedy, or JFK for short. The was first time. To do so. yes, also, for the first time. Yes. Also known as the junior senator from Massachusetts. Uh, Yes, a uh, certain name, <laughs> certain name drop in a recent movie. 
made me want to watch it. But yeah, I I fucking loved it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Not quite the five star yet. This movie is a lot. It's a oh, lot yeah. on the first time, and it's definitely one that encourages rewatch that I can tell. So I'm definitely going to be coming back to it pretty soon, just now that I kind of have everything a bit more understanded. But I mean, yeah, I think you guys were right. This is just like, this is just let them cook the movie. Um, <laughs> you have like people come in for like five minutes and then be done. Oh, um, one of the best on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Just you guys hyped up Donald Sutherland. Not the kind of performance I thought he would be giving <laughs> based on your guys' like, you know, like he just cooks for like five minutes. I thought it would yeah. be more of like a firebrand performance or like that. Oh, he's but, just sitting there. He's yeah, he's just, just sitting, sitting there, there just <laughs> calmly delivering lines. And yeah, he's insane. Tommy Lee Jones, too, was great. Uh, I think my favorite just like from the cameo side of it all, just like my favorite name that popped up was John Candy. I remember you just texting me about that. The, really the yeah. big enchilada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just <laughs> he's, like, he's huh? great. Too. Like, he's oh yeah, so he's aw- yeah. And the one person who I was most surprised to see in the movie, um, and like Oppenheimer. I mean, through it all, like you have Kevin Costner just there throughout the whole movie, and I was mm-hmm. I was stunned to see he didn't get into actor because I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, should have been. Dandy one was just crazy. It was too much. Remember, that was Cape Fears, Lamps. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, the, fact uh, that the they, Hopkins year, yeah. The fact that they love that he should have gotten in because like, he literally is pretty much in almost every scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the John Williams music, I really liked to very kind mm-hmm. of like, what's the right word for it? Very like honorable and almost like sad behind, like it has like that sad kind of like undertone oh, yeah. behind it almost with like honor. Just kind of mm-hmm. like for the whole event, so. So Jack, yeah, who no, killed the I, who killed John F. Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's not I know, really. I, it wasn't I, Lee I, Harvey Oswald. I'll tell you that. I know. I I'm I'm not a conspiracy theory person at all. But then the kid went through JFK. I'm like, well, would he put it that way? I guess. <laughs> so I've been I've been there. Obviously, it's all been debunked. It's been debunked most of this movie. Mm. I haven't totally read up on it, but like I'm like, well, you know, you make a good point, Oliver. So the 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 um I can touch on like. Because I'm really big into, like, not conspiracy theories as a whole, but, like, specific ones. Like, this is, like, number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there to Dallas, to the whole... So, I've been to the Grassy Knoll. Uh, I've been to the Book Depository. There is... So, the Book Depository is now a museum. So, and there's actually a section that touches on the conspiracy theories within mm. the JFK assassination. Is, is it just Oliver Stone standing there? No. So, the <laughs> funny thing is, you are right. Like, some of the movie has been debunked, not all of it. Uh, but the conspiracy theories still lie in terms of like Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it by himself. It's just who was involved. That's kind of like it's always going to be up for like my guess is probably the CIA. And, you know, they wanted to be in more and that's how they got to be in more war brings money to the country. And that's probably what happened. Um, and it always it, it doesn't help that I follow this very closely. Every president has the ability to let to uh, release documentation and every president releases documentation but always blocks the JFK stuff. So I mean I I the movie the move that movie when I first saw it when I was like 15 it started getting me thinking about it and it's just like nothing I've read since has made me think anything 
less than that. JFK is just like on steroids of the conspiracy stuff. And I, I don't know if you guys mentioned it when I stepped away for a second. Did you talk about like Kevin Costner cooking in that last? No, no, yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying I brought up like all the supporting players, and then I was like really sad and upsetting that Costner didn't get into actor because like he's, I mean, the rock of that movie and is the one who's like getting all this information as to like react to it and such. So yeah, that final sequence especially too. I mean, yeah. And then I also kind of touched on the Williams score, and it just like. Mm-hmm. You're forgetting one part. Joe Pesci's horrible wig. Oh, you know, the eyebrows were the worst part. (laughs) I saw those. He started out with like an accent and then he gradually just starts yelling like normal Joe Pesci. And I'm like, there it is. Like, that's the Joe Pesci I know. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of JFK, I I know you probably missed it because it it didn't make too many headlines because it's not official. But Paul Schrader in the interview, he mentioned how. Mamet offered him the that JFK assassination thing that he was doing. Mm-hmm. If Paul Schrader wants to direct it, so he might just be it might be a Paul Schrader movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, let, let David Mamet do it; it'd be fun. I, I prefer Mamet to be honest. Like, I mean, I like no, Schrader, yeah. but I let Schrader do Schrader's for me. Like, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that's why I think he's probably gonna turn it down because I'm like, he really hasn't directed a movie he hasn't written in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So now, now, Jack, are you gonna go on Nixon? That's the real test. I, I, I can yeah. promise you, you're not going to like, you're not going to like Nixon as much as JFK. Oh, yeah. What about, what about W? W sucks. I think, I think yeah, that's, that's not a good movie. It's okay. That was, that's a movie that's like two hours long. It's like, well, this should be three and a half hours. Like, you can't do it. You can't do eight years of presidency in two hours. Like, it doesn't I, work. I, I, mean, I feel like he, he held back. Like, he, yeah, he's nice in that movie. I was like, yeah, Oliver, like, stop being nice. You're not supposed that, to. That and World Trade Center are the ones that shocked me of how tame. Very, like, yeah, because I'm like, if it would have been 90s Oliver, he would have. Both of those movies would have probably got him murdered. I agree, especially on the World Trade Center one. That one, yeah. I thought he went in the complete wrong direction on that. Especially if he, yeah. if it was like you said, if it was old Oliver, I think that movie would have. We would still be talking about that today. But he does. I don't think he has it in him anymore, to be honest. So yeah. I think Jay. I, 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 I like Snowden. It is, but it's still Tim. Okay. It's still timid compared to. Yeah. Him. yeah. Like I think his last great movie is this. I don't think he. It's also Snowden's too easy of a topic where it's just like. NSA bad. It's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, I didn't know that. At least JFK has like a very big point of view to it. I thought you were going to say Any Given Sunday, Dave. I don't like that movie that much. We talked about it last week and we were very upset about this. I am very upset. One of Pacino's greatest speech. It's a good movie, but it's goddamn fun. It's really fun. I. I don't like anyone else but Pacino in that movie. I think that Danita Nino oh, that's, that's good. For, that should be good enough for you. Why? How I guess that? you're right. That is right. I have seen work. I mean, I've seen Simone. So if I've seen every, if hey, I see Simone, you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. You like Simone? Simone? I like Simone. I just didn't think yeah. anyone else did. We, we, we spoke about it when we first got cool. Any, any given Sunday to like um, Irishman, I've seen like Blank. Insomnia and like Ocean's Thirteen, but then there's like eight Pacino movies. I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> I will recommend one. You won't like it, but it's super cheese fun, and it stars him and Colin Farrell, the recruit. Oh, the recruit. Uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, recruit. I think the only solid. thing that that I think it will be is the limited series. I think that Hunter Washington like oh, Angels, Angels in America. America. Yeah, he won an I Emmy for that. He was really good in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your boy, Tony Kushner. Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that I remember that show sweeping the Emmys. It was like it was really good. Um, we would have fun if it was if it came out not with that, with predicting Emmy stuff. It would have been like which yeah, actor is going to win, and then Pacino won. <laughs> now, 
now the Emmys are just messed up. And then just Not give everything fault, to two shows and then, you know, go on from there. I wonder what they're going to do next year when they have to actually watch more than two shows. <laughs> the, the the bear for just for the fish the the fish episode is probably gonna have like four nominees. That's true. Yeah. I, and and I remember I think Hunter mentioned it started they did a rule to not this for this not to happen and here we are again. Uh it it, it showed their hands even more that like you definitely are not watching more than because now you have to nominate seven people over seven slots. It's like well shit you definitely only watch two shows you only <laughs> nominate from them. But yeah that wraps up what we watch. Jack I'm I'm very happy. You did well done, well done. Same. Now, if you give if you give Nick, <laughs> yeah, if you the Reds. there you go. If you give Nixon four and a half stars, then we're gonna have another conversation. Nick, Nick Nixon's could be. It's your. It's the casino to your Goodfellas. It's the Dodgers Touché, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've but only it's, seen it's it once. JFK. It's it's JFK. It deserves a revisit, sort of Dave. You're too hard really on it. Good. Yeah. I just really correct me if I'm wrong. They don't really touch on the Watergate stuff much, right? They touch it's, on it's, it, but it's, it's not. It, ha- it hangs. It hangs over. It's the it's the framework of the movie because like it starts at Watergate and it's just moving throughout his whole presence. Yeah, and then that. we end at Watergate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of one of those where it's like well, everyone already knows that. So like, let's, <laughs> yeah, Hawkins but... not nominated for that, right? Yeah, he's freaking incredible. He's, he's incredible. He's no it, it's like it's like Coster. It's a three and a half hour movie, and he's probably has three hours and twenty six minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> he's in the whole movie. Is there anyone you didn't like, Jack? Not really. No, nobody that stood okay. out. Okay, good. Yeah, I really not mentioned much, but I really like Lori Metcalf in it. She doesn't have mm, much yeah. to do, but I thought she was solid. Yeah, no, she. Yeah. Hey, really you got Lori Metcalf and Wayne Knight as your like people. Yeah, like, that's nineties yeah. right there. It's like that's nineties. Wayne yeah. and then Wayne Knight. Did, no, he leaves there and decides to manage Michael Jordan after that. So. I mean, he went from Jurassic. No, wait, sorry, he went from JFK to Jurassic Park to Michael Jordan. Like the man that's was like peak. The, and he was on the, and he was on Seinfeld. Yeah, it's he's crazy. killing it. Basically, all he needed to do well. was manage Nirvana, and then that would have just been literally <laughs> yeah, the man of the decade. The man. But yeah, let's move on to why we're here. Uh, Scarface turns forty years old. I've been like. A part of like every single anniversary, every single anniversary of this, something has happened. Like they've done like a. Uh, I remember I was in uh, when it turned twenty in '03. I was in high school, and they released. So this is before you can buy anything online, and Best Buy had released this like super duper limited Scarface box set that it came with a tobacco. Got it. And like I had my buddy. Uh, drive because he had my he had his license at the time. And during lunch, drive me to three Best Buys, and till I I found it on the third one. And I even though it's DVD, I still own it because of how hard it was to get that box set. Um, it's super important in terms of first viewing. It's super important to me. It's the first Al Pacino movie I ever saw. It's the first mob gangster okay. film I ever saw. Uh, right after that, I kind of became instantly obsessed with Pacino. And so this came before Godfather. Then. This led to the Godfather. I literally yeah, went to the video okay. store like a week later and rented the Godfather and Godfather Two. Um, even like when I was fourteen, that I the first poster to that move, the poster to Scarface is like an all timer. I think it's one of the yeah. best mm-hmm. ever. They make they make T shirts out of it. Yeah, yep. I mean everything. I, that's how I go, first knew about go, the. Go movie. to any go to any gift shop in Miami, you will find Scarface oh. merch. You will find Scarface <laughs> merch. Yeah, and it, even as a you know me being Cuban and Cubans don't sound like that. 
I'm fine with that. I've ne- like I understand. <laughs> I, were, I have a little note on like the whole controversy with the movie and the Cuban population. Like as a Cuban, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like I, it doesn't didn't bother me one bit. I think Pacino was like Pacino was. Some of the notes on here are just really hilarious about Pacino for this movie. But like, I think he's great. Yeah. I I literally tried to talk like Tony Montana for like years. <laughs> Like I would, I could do, I would do impersonations of him, like left and right. It's, it was, it was Pacino before I was doing Pacino Heat. Like it's, it's, it's. <laughs> I was like obsessed with it. But yeah, that's my first thoughts on the viewing. Uh, Hunter, I'll start with you there. What, do, what about you? Yeah, no, the first I think I saw it almost two years ago. I've done this thing in my life now where it's like Sunday nights. I try to watch a two and a half hour plus movie. <laughs> Because everyone, t- everyone talks about, like, you know, I don't have time to watch that. I don't have time. And, you know, that that is true. But I want to try to block it off so I make time for these movies I really appreciate. And I think it was also that I'd watched so many long, like, I don't want to say old movies, but, like, the ones that are not fast. So I was like, I want a nice, mm-hmm. good, fun three-hour movie. And this one came up. And yeah, I I was very much enjoyed it. It's, it's probably the most, like, there's, like, there's Wall Street. And this is, like, one of those for, like, best, like, most 80s movie. <laughs> But yeah. it's not, not cringy at all. Like, I am a person, like, when I look at Stranger Things, I'm like, ugh, 80s, gross. And then I watch this, I'm like, hell yeah, 80s, let's go. So, yeah. What that, about you? That's basically Jack? Honestly, um, you'll be surprised with how similar our trajectory was. This, to me, was also my first Al Pacino movie that I saw before wow. Godfather. Um, and it was... Like I mentioned at the beginning, it was one of the movies that kind of just like was in was instrumental in like that kind of switch I had at 13 of like, you know, how the way I viewed movies and like what movies I begin to like look at and stuff like that. And I don't even know why I saw this when I did. I honestly I think it could have been the fact that Step Brothers had referenced it. Um, But I mean, yeah, like Hunter said, it's one of the breeziest, like, three-hour movies that comes to mind. It just flies by. Um, one of Pacino's very best. Probably his second most iconic role. After yeah, I thousand percent agree. Um, and then the supporting ensemble, too. I mean, we're going to talk more about a lot of these people later, but I think they're all, like, really, really good and not a single, like, kind of glaring weak spot, I think. And yeah, I think it's just one of the more rewatchable like crime epics because a lot of them like while great can definitely be more like draining. This one definitely feels more like it like kind of more consumable and just like an entertaining, I suppose, where it's not as focused on like the nitty gritty and all that. But yeah, no, really big fan. And JC. I kind of feel ashamed that you guys saying that your first movie was your first Pacino movie was Scarface. Mine was freaking Any Given Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> hey, hey, that's not nothing wrong with that. No, I'm that's, just saying like these guys Pacino. talk about how Scarface was their first, and I'm here like I'm not even I'm not even saying Godfather, or freaking Dick Tracy. I'm here saying <laughs> Any Given Sunday was my first. Oh no, uh, Dick Tracy was my first. One. But I mean, I didn't know that was Pacino at the time. Great, great makeup. Shit. Um, no, but shit. My, mine was probably Jack and Jill. I don't even know. I was watching <laughs> shit. Some, it was, she's probably in some sleepover. I was watching shit like that. I guess. Uh, no, but yeah, like I'm sure my age here, like like Dave, like my first time was actually. I know Dave's gonna remember this. How Scarface was was a a, a two uh, VHS. It was a two VHS yeah. movie. 
It was like one of the most popular yes. ones along with, with with Titanic and Dave knows where I'm from in New York. So it was like this is like this Goodfellas and Godfather's like movies that I feel like for my like we come from like the hood. Hold hold, hold the hip hop thing because I do have like a note because I know you're gonna same. agree. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't too because I know you're gonna dive into that. But like, like when when it comes to like where I'm from, it's like those are the movies that like my friends just all love because you know like we it's like the the violence and from the area I'm from is just like those those type of movies. Like yeah, that's like our idols type shit. So it was like it was just a movie that to me it was like it was it was not um what I watched it was like how at what age do my brothers put it in front of me? And for me, it was probably like ten or eleven years old, younger than I should have been, but. My mom is one of my mom doesn't know English. She speaks Spanish, so she had no idea what the hell I was watching with my brothers. But so I mean, being eleven years old, seeing all this stuff, I was just like, I thought Twenty One Savage was the, the coolest person on screen I've ever seen on screen. Still is. Yes, yeah, so it was just like I I loved it. Like all of us, I loved it at the first time I watched seen, watched it, and I um, probably have seen it a good twenty times. It's one of the breeziest three hour movies ever because it's just from the performances, the editing, the sound. The soundtrack is just such a fun movie to watch. And this, to me, there's not really... Uh, I mean, there's probably scenes if I was to really think about it that I probably would have cut it, maybe bring it a little down, but there's, like, no scene where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I could skip this. Like, if, like, like the way, like, Bill and the rewatch themselves, like, oh, when they used to be on TV, I'm like, oh, this scene is on, I'm staying through the whole movie. Yeah, I agree. This is the 15th highest grossing film in Al Pacino's career, surprisingly. 15th only? Well, I yeah. mean, he's been in some other ones, I guess. So You'll, you won't even... I don't even think any... Maybe JC will touch some of these. Godfather is number two. It's not even number one. Well, I would just say, I would just say, yeah, if I've seen it. Like Jack and Joe is nah, oh, oh, like really Jack and Joe is gonna be in it somehow. Ocean, Ocean Thirteen is number one. Sure, yeah, Obviously. I was gonna say it's, it's uh, something that, like that he's involved really? with, and not that he's I was like, like I, I would have thought once upon a time in Hollywood would have been up there. <gasps> yeah. yeah, it's probably second, right, yeah. Dave? No, Godfather's second. Heat is three. I think they're doing is. Actually, no. They're doing anything with him. Number three hey, is Hollywood's not in there? Uh, and am I on IMDb? Hollywood is... They did not include it on this list for some reason. That's surprising. And it'd probably be in the top three. Uh, yeah. He made that much money. I didn't even know He that. made $187 million. Yeah, then Good. we have Dick Tracy, Devil's Advocate, Jack and Jill, The Godfather <laughs> Part 3. Scent of a Woman, Donnie Brasco, Insomnia, Sea of Love, The Recruit. Did you and... say Godfather 2? No, Godfather yeah, 3. Yeah. <laughs> three, uh, 3, right? Yeah. 3 made more than 2. Uh, sea of yeah. Love, The Recruit, Any Given Sunday. Yeah. And then a movie that probably only JC and I have seen, and I hate it. Righteous Kill is number 14. Oh, I mean, it was, a, it, was, it was a big deal. It was the first movie they were making since he had, like, I remember being so, so disappointed. Terrible. Ironically... <laughs> Poor man Scarface is number 16, Carlito's way. Don't you dare call it poor mess. Hey, hey, where's, where's the Irishman in all this, guys? <laughs> well, how is that? Yeah, the Netflix, like, for like two million, right? The Netflix residuals <laughs> factor in. The, yeah, yeah, there we go. Turn the Netflix viewer, whatever inflated viewer count they gave it, put that in the box office. Um, in terms of the production of the movie, uh, it's a it's based on a 1929 novel of the same name. as it's also a remake of the 1932 film. I I have you guys seen the original? Yeah, I have. It's pretty solid. It's a solid 30s yeah. crime film. It's solid. I like it too. It's what you'd expect. 
Yeah, so uh, it began development after Pacino saw the 32 film at... Um, he called his manager, Martin Bregman, after and informed him on his belief of the potential for a remake. Pacino originally wanted to retain the period piece aspect and make a movie based on the 30s. I don't know how that would have worked. Um, but realized that because of his melodramatic nature, it would be difficult to accomplish. The original director of this movie... Lumet. Cindy Lumet. Uh, he became attached as director, developing an idea for Montana to be Cuban, arriving in the U.S. during the Mario Boatlift. Uh, Bregman and Lumet's creative differences, however, saw Lumet drop out of the project. Lumet had wanted to make more of a political story that focused on blaming the current presidential administration for the influx of cocaine into the U.S. Yeah, Bre- Bregman dis- disagreed, which brought in Brian De Palma and hired Oliver Stone to write the movie. Uh, now, go ahead. Who was who was coked up the whole time? <laughs> the Sidney Lumet of it all. Gotta say, I'd like that movie. I think I'd like that movie too. Not that I'd rather have it than this, but that's like a. I would have been happy if like yeah, we never got the what if of it all, and he just stayed on because you know Sidney Lumet with uh, taking on the presidency with Oliver Stone. If they would have mm-hmm. still hired him, was like, hey, you, it it could have been something. That really could have been something. Not as fun, maybe, but it could have been something. Yeah, it would have been Serpico. Been. Yeah, I was going to say, sure. we, team, we, we, we can always use more Serpicos. The whole... Who who would write it then? If Lumet, do you think Stone still writes no, it? No, he, he no no he 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 had written the script because and the, the say, I, 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 it would have been too. written and directed, right? Hold up, damn! You never seen the De Palma documentary? Ah, once on a plane. You know, yeah, he he mentioned how how um. Lumet have in the script and everything like that. And that's that he he ended up going to to do Prince of the City. But Lumet, Lumet, I think he had a co-writer. But Lumet, there would have been no Oliver Stone in, involved in that. I was it was Lumet directing and writing. Yes, yeah, like you were saying that he kind of like ushered in like the whole change of him like coming in from like Mariel Harbor and all that. So yeah, like, pretty yeah, instrumental he, he, to the he, overall he, end to the end product. And then you met. Yeah, he, he worked on it for a year, and then Stone rejected originally to jump on board, but Lumet convinced him. Uh, to jump on, uh, he said that Sydney oh. had a great idea to take the 1930s American Prohibition gangster movie and make it a modern immigration gangster movie dealing with the same problems that we had then, that we were prohibiting drugs instead of alcohol. That there's a prohibition against drugs that's created the same criminal class as created the mafia. Uh, Pacino insisted on taking lead as Tony Montana, uh, although Robert De Niro had been offered the role and turned it down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Robert Nero playing Cuban is even like, ah, you yeah, can't do that. No. I don't, I'm not buying that. I do not buy that. <laughs> this is the big lull. Pacino worked with experts in knife combat, trainers, and boxers for Berto Duran to attain the body type he wanted for the role. Duran helped inspire the character who had a certain lion in him. According to Pacino, Meryl Streep's, Meryl Streep's immigrant character in Sophie's Choice also influenced Pacino's portrayal of Tony Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. interesting. <laughs> I, I sometimes you gotta remember actors are super, are just so crazy. They're yep. just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Bauer and the dialect coach help Pacino learn aspects of the Cuban Spanish language, which is hilarious. When we get to later, when I mention how much Spanish Pacino actually talked in the movie, uh, Michelle bringing Michelle Pfeiffer, she was an unknown, known for primarily Grease Two at the time, which is hell yeah. I can't believe Grease Two got her. Scarface. Um, other choices uh, that were considered for this. Glenn Close was the original choice to play Elvira. Elvira. Uh, 
other actresses that were con- uh, considered. Gina Davis, Carrie Fisher, Kelly McGillis, Rosanna Arquette, Melanie Griffith, Kim Basinger, Brooke Shields, Sharon Stone, Sigourney Weaver. Kind of digging the Rosanna so, Arquette. So, I, was, I was about to say, Rosanna, I was gonna, after that After Hours rewatch, you'd probably be like, yeah, Rosanna Arquette, like, I like so. I like any, any girl that was up for the Bond girl, basically, in the period. Uh, Stephen Bauer actually got his role without auditioning. Uh, during the audition process, casting director nice. Alexi Gordon saw Bauer and instantly noted that he was right for the role of Manny. I know him from Que Pasa USA, which is a very popular Latino show. It, it was the one, right? During the during that during when it was I when think this so. aired, when this, yeah, that's probably that's probably where they they knew him from then. Uh, to the shock of no one, this movie uh, received an X rating by the MPAA uh, for excessive <laughs> and cumulative violence for language. De Palma had already recut the film three times by that point. De Palma stated, I said, I've had it with these people. I'm not taking any more out. Uh, <laughs> eventually, they got to the R rating, but uh, De Palma made minor changes that he felt that were unnoticeable and requested. Uh, <laughs> The rating to move from an X to an R, and then we got to the release of the movie. Moving on to their first category to talk about Maestro's Corner. Uh, this was this score was composed by Giorgio Moroder. Did I say it right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, along with that, the, the the movie had a synth score, but also had an insanely great soundtrack. I really love the soundtrack. I mean, there's a song that plays in the club that's just deal that's called. Rush, rush, do the yayo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, and of course, push it to the limit, which is like, oh yeah, an absolute banger that you're going to see in another mo- upcoming movie uh, in the next <laughs> couple of weeks that I will not say what, which is really hilarious. Um, now I'm big, curious. The big takeaway of like the music is the influence that this movie and music had on hip hop because. Starting with uh, Mob Deep and Nas, they sampled the opening score to the uh, to Scarface for a song in Mob Deep's second album. Uh, Nas, the Nas compared the himself. The world is yours as a title. He actually compared himself to Tony Montana and um, Jay Z to Manolo, both characters from Scarface. Uh, he. In, in 2003, for the 20th anniversary, they released a compilation album, a rap album, that it was all um, riffs off the soundtrack of Scarface, just with rappers. This has an insane, and JC can confirm this, an yeah. insane cultural impact on like hip-hop. Uh, JC, do you want to add to it? No, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Like, the, the movie as well, like the poster, it was like... you. You constantly would see rappers trying to imitate, like even the scene where he's in the in the like jacuzzi type pool thing with with the with the bubbles and everything like that, and just smoking the cigar. That's like an iconic image for a lot of rappers. Yeah. The the posters, and then are you going to touch on Vice City at all? Well, yes. That that not in the not in the music part, but I was going to touch on that. Okay, Vice City is, is literally freaking Scarface the game. <laughs> I did want to add, like it got to the, the hip hop. Influence had so much on this movie that when they were going to actually make a sequel to this, it was actually Cuban. The rapper Cuban Links was going to play Tony Montana's son. Um, that 
sequel was like rumored from like oh three to like twenty thirteen or something, and it finally died yeah, until it they were for a while. And then they decided to remake it, and that project died too. With I think Diego Luna was gonna play him or something along those lines. Yeah, it was gonna be like it, yeah, with uh, a freaking Coen Brothers script directed directed by Luca Guadagnino. Yeah. That was that was pretty yeah. interesting. He he could still make it. He's making two movies a year. At this that is rate. true. So mm-hmm. they're. So in terms of the score, like don't 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 do it. Yeah, score and soundtrack, Jack. What are your thoughts? Uh, it rules. Obviously, I'm always one for a synth score. The opening specifically um, is just one of my favorite, like kind of just like opening themes of any movie. Um, the soundtrack was finally released last year for the first Mm -hmm. time, which made me. I didn't realize it had never been like out, but finally it is, and I can listen to all the music uh and then i mean kind of going further on the rap thing i mean one of the members of ghetto boys is literally named scarface so <laughs> yeah yep that's a good uh, one and e- even today i mean like they're just like art artists like chief keith who's like alias is literally sosa for sosa oh. in this movie so yeah even oh today, my god still, I don't know how I forgot about this person. You guys may not know who this is. I know JC will. Uh, there's a, a rapper called Immortal Technique that has a yes. song based based on the theme that plays when they first, first go to Bolivia. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, that's a good, good one. one. Yeah, yeah I didn't think for a second. That's a good. That's a good. Also, gotta say, Jack impressed me with his, the fact that he knew Ghetto Boys. That wasn't expected that to come out of Jack's mouth. Mind, mind playing tricks on me has been on my Spotify rap uh, for the last like three years. That song and video is so great. I gotta say that you, your hip hop knowledge is much better than a friend of ours that introduced himself to Grandmaster Flash in the most unique way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Hunter? What do you think about the music in the movie? Well, there you, I will hold up my white boy reputation. I don't know anybody you're talking about. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I will not try to fake it at all. But like Jack said, the opening scene, when I put this movie in, I knew it was like Scarface, Pacino's going off on this one. But then the, the, the score comes up. It's like the Star Wars title card kind of thing. It's like somewhat serious. And it's like, bam, 80s music. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. We're going to have some fun here. <laughs> this is a real serious movie, but this is fun. Absolutely. And then obviously I played I played all the, not all, but the Grand Theft Auto games. And I the games before I watched Scarface, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot <laughs> of Scarface in those Grand Theft Auto games. Like I have a note on it later, but we can talk about it now. I mean. Vice City, literally, the reason I love that game so much is because I it came the out Scarface. the year I saw Scarface. So it was yeah. like, oh, man, this is like Scarface yeah. the game, except Lance Vance is a trash character. Yeah, but It was, uh, it was having a true yeah. moment. I love yeah. that. I love that game. Uh, it's a great game. So the movie was released in New York on December 1st, 1983, and it went wide on December 9th. The movie's 170 minutes long. We could have pushed that extra 10 minutes to get to the even three-hour mark. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's gotta be material there. He cuts so much. The budget was, t- I see between 23 to 37 million, but it did grow 66 million. Uh, going into the trophy room, so this movie did not. It, it's one of those. Uh, the movie received interesting, generally <laughs> negative reviews when it was originally released. It was criticized for its violence and profanity. Uh, the New York Magazine defined it as an empty, bullying, and overblown B movie. At the um. <laughs> There's also a note about Martin Scorsese. Um, at the middle of the film, Martin Scorsese turned to Stephen Bauer and told him, you guys are great, but be prepared because they're going to hate it in Hollywood because it's about them. 
I love Martin. <laughs> Martin Scorsese is awesome. But our boy Raj coming through. I was about to bring it up, yeah. Raj or Ebro went four out of four, and he added it on his great movies list. He wrote the Palman and Oliver Stone have created a gallery of specific individuals and one of the fascinations of the movie is that we aren't watching crime movie cliches we're watching people who are criminals shout out to raj as usual yeah this movie was nominated for zero oscars zero tender mercy I, I think i'd have it in four so I had it did get three globe knobs, which I find inspired. Yep. So it got really? act, it got actor, supporting actor, supporting. and score. And I would I have those. Even, I didn't even look this up. And I have those three. I would have those three nominated at the Oscars. I I, th- I, I had I had Pacino. I'd probably say yeah, Stephen Bauer too. Maybe sure. adapted screenplay. Nothing. I looked mm-hmm. at the nominees that year. There's nothing that was like really just like what was wow, pa- and like. Jack, what was picture? What was picture that year? Eighty three. Oh, I think like the big chill was up to um, yeah, tender mercies, I think. And then I I'd throw it in. Honestly, I throw it into production design too. I yeah. think a lot, a yeah. lot of the sets. I mean, not only like the mansions, but just like everything. I just really like. And then original score and screw it, I throw it in song too. But I wouldn't which, really care because which song. <laughs> Push it to the limit. Not yeah, rush, okay. rush. No, push it to the limit. But I, I, yeah. I, I also, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't care because Marauder actually already won original song because he wrote Flashdance. What? A oh yeah, uh, yeah. So man, was having a year. He already won. <laughs> I, I, the Razzies will always be the Razzies. They got nominated for worst director. Come on, man. <laughs> Should have been director, best director. Worst, worst director is always the weird one because they always like like Stanley Kubrick was worst director. The for the Shining. Shining. Yeah, it's like they always mess it up with that specifically. Like actor usually is like A- they usually get those kind of right, but director there's yeah. usually like an odd choice in there. AFI, um, Heroes and Villains. Tony Montana was nominated. I think he should have gotten in there. I think th- I think uh, the. Tony Camonti from the original one actually did get in though. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah which like <laughs> maybe um, I mean again he, this is this is another reason I was going to say they also only had fifty so where he would rank yeah. on because I think he'd probably be in the hundred. I agree. Where he'd be in there. Hundred years. Another hundred. Another years. reason we need more AFI for sure. Hundred years. Hundred movie quote number sixty one for say hello to my little yep. friend, and then AFI's no, top ten. It's number ten. Gangster, gangster right? film. Yeah. OG at OG at six, and then it's the only. There's a few like kind of cases where like the remake is in there. This is the only case where the original and the remake both got yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna invasion say. Invasion of the Body Snatchers missed. Scarface the is the one get in. Scarface is the only remake to appear in any AFI top ten, uh, with the original being number six. Uh, and yeah. we mentioned the video games uh, stuff too. Um, the game, the, the you're a gamer, Jack. The video game series Yakuza. Takes many influences from Scarface, apparently. I can see that. Yeah, it's not like right on the surface. Like it's something that, like, kind of like you'd have to like think about a little bit and be like, oh yeah, that is like Scarface. But it's it's definitely there. This one's for me. Not, not as vice, not as like Vice City. <laughs> this is for my for me game. There was a direct sequel game that came out in two thousand six called Scarface: The World <laughs> yeah. Is Yours. That was whatever. I, I was gonna say I didn't see gameplay of that. I just like, love I the that fact that he survived. Video or something. The he fact survived. that he survived and he killed Sosa at the end. 
<laughs> and, uh, we, we gotta we gotta do that and from the, the age the of legacy sequels yeah let's get we need the there's the, the godfather game we need to play that together oh that game's good i like that game <laughs> a lot let's start out. I, I, I was obsessed with that game a cinematic okay. real twitch twitch license games from movies and yeah. this is this is my favorite as a wrestling fan so in 1992 uh, prof- Scott Hall, who's a wrestler, rest in peace. Oh yeah. Uh, he has a ca- he had a character that debuted. His name was Razor Ramon, Ramon. and his gimmick was a shady and stylish Cuban American bully from Miami. It's it essentially Tony Montana. <laughs> and, and Vince McMahon had no idea it was based on a movie. He had never heard of Scarface. He just loved. He thought it was an original idea that this got pitched. And he literally just freaking probably had mad nose on Al Pacino. <laughs> Crazy. And then now we go to the depiction of, like, Cubans, which was a big thing. Uh, so during the filming, Cubans objected to the film's Cuban characters being portrayed as criminals and mostly non-Cuban actors. So the Mario Harbor of the 80s, around that time, yes, criminals were sent out, dis- t- technically the term disposed by by Castro and thrown on these ships and sent to Miami. Criminals, anyone with, like, I think it was just anyone with an STD, whether it's AIDS, HIV, they just threw them on the boat and sent them to Miami. I understand a stereotype where, I mean, the anger from the Cuban side, because not everyone on that boat were criminals or whatever. I know people that came on that boat, and they are not criminals, so I understand that side of it. Uh, and I also understand that the characters do not represent, that Tony Montana and, and Manolo don't represent all Cuban-American communities. But, as you see with, like, Twitter and social media nowadays, even, like, any small thing, people are going to turn it into, like, a giant thing. And as the cuban here i don't i it yes i look at scarface as an exaggerated account of what a cuban that came from mario harbor is so it's called the marielito like i I, i'm not offended by it at all and while i do understand and respect that opinion i don't think that the movie the movie is that on steroids it's exactly what jfk is to the assassination it is stone on cocaine writing this movie and just like we're gonna take it to like a hundred um very interesting though the parallel to the mother and sister because they are that other side of the cubans they are the clean cut cubans of miami and that's another conversation we can have about the movie as whole. The one I didn't understand, and I guess we can talk about, is why he's so anti-Columbian. Because we never really get a reason why he's so anti-Columbian. Mm-hmm. But that's you know that's another conversation for another time. But like in terms of the stereotypes, I never really was offended as a Cuban. But what's age the best, Jack? I'll let you kick it off. Um. Well, I mean, I would say that. I mean. We would have this in the retired valleys category, but uh, crazy Al Pacino. I think this is like the. I think the this is the, the the framework for a lot of the Pacino impressions. I think comes from this because I don't hear anybody doing a Michael Corleone impression. It's hard. Um, it's hard. He, he yeah. just kind of talk with a really light voice like this. But this um, one is like so easy. Tony Montana's bathroom. Uh, I think it's just like that's one of my favorite sets. I think just like the color of it all, it just looks so nice. And then well, that whole scene too, and one of my favorite Pacino line readings also. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so much about the production design. The, the wall, the wallpaper at like Frank's office or whatever, mm-hmm. like uh, like the mm. sunset or whatever. I would 
totally put that at like the the bar room of a house. Um, Dave, you'll probably recognize this, but like the sound updates that this movie's gotten over the years, because like I've seen like older like clips from like older cuts of it where like the gunshots like sound older, but mm. like you know, today they're much more like kind of in sync with like this flashes and that kind of stuff so this movie compared to when i first saw it on vhs has had one of the greatest transitions Mm -hmm. of like upscale and and uh basically fixing of any 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 4k movie i've ever seen i think the godfather and Godfather the godfather movies are right up there too they've been fixed up incredibly (laughs) and then the last one which we're we're going to be talking about a lot of these individuals more as we go on but I mean, we've talked about, like, you know, the Sopranos essentially just going to Goodfellas for, like, the cast. I mean, Breaking Bad. They owe a lot of bit players. Uh, they owe a lot of their bit players a notable supporting cast to this movie. I, uh, I agree. The first time so, I saw so, Stephen Bauer in, in Breaking Bad, I was, was like, let's go! <laughs> until years later. I mean, like, Hector Salabaca instantly, but... Stephen yeah. Bauer, I had did not recognize until I actually saw like the side by side, and I was like, mm-hmm. "That's insane!" For sure, uh, Hunter. What do you got here? Uh, mine was yeah, the soundtrack was the best one. I said mm-hmm. the cinematography though, when it has the like the Florida like landscape shots or the backdrop shots are mm, beautiful yeah. to look at. Because when I think of Florida movies, I think of like Magic Mike, which looks <laughs> it looks like I like Soderbergh, but that movie looks terrible when it's outside. It is just yellow filter, and this one's like Florida looking realistic, but also really nice. So you know, and then like the use of the mirrors when you're in the nightclub, yeah, and the dance club, it's it's really cool. So like that's De Palma doing his crazy cam work stuff to a good credit. So that was that was one thing I love, and then obviously Al Pacino's performance because it's like. I don't care how over the top and like bad it could be. It's the most fun aspect of the movie. JC, what do you got? Um, the well, the music, you know, the the and the the influences. Like I remember, Dave. I think you probably remember with remember the Toma video from Pitbull. Yes, remember it, it, it literally started with him being like a cook. So like the music, the music in general, then the music influences the over the top Pacino. This was the start of it, and it's it's been part of probably part of so many movies that we love he that was advocate um just a lot of the actors they went on to do a lot of stuff like f murray abraham won an oscar the next year michelle Pfeiffer became one of the biggest actresses of the last 40 years the breaking bad connection just um also just miami because when i went with jen mm-hmm. in 2017 like mm-hmm. i'm because i stayed we stayed in the strip so there was a lot of things i was putting out like oh this is from scarface oh this is where the building where where you know, like where he, when the guy when he shoots the guy with the whole cheat everything that happened at the beginning, like that's like I, I passed that area. So can I can I say I've been I went to Miami a couple years back and I went to the apartment complex. I <laughs> guess <laughs> let's you, go. Would you like to, oh. Would you like to take a guess of what it is now? Uh, the apartment complex on South Beach. Where a the hotel. Whole, like no, it is a store. It is Star-based a Wal- store? It is a Walgreens. Ah, that's funny. Uh... <laughs> But there is there is a plaque to acknowledge that it was where like the chainsaw sequence happened. So nice. they're not trying to bury the past. <laughs> so we we talked about his accent. I'm curious. What do you have a favorite like delivery? Because oh I have one that's I'm so so glad you asked. 
Like my, I, I, before I get to what my age the best, I, it's so random, but it's at the beginning of the movie. And it, since I was a kid, uh, it was sophomoric laughing humor, but I still think it's hilarious to the delivery when the guy's like, how do you, how do you get that scar? Tough guy eating pussy. And he's like, how am I going to get a scar like that? And eat pussy, man. It's just like, so it's so subtle and hilarious. Hey, you, you, you know what the line is in, in, in when you watch it in, in network TV? Yeah, pineapple. <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's It's, 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 it's this movie and Wolf of Wall Street. Whenever I see it on TV, I'm like, no, don't watch this. This is, this is you can't watch this. You, it's, it's like some movies just, insane. no. Jack, you said you had one? Oh, yeah. Uh, same kind of thing. I don't know why, but just like the way that he says this one word has just stuck with me since. And and, and occasionally is how I say it. It's when they're at the restaurant and Pacino's just like, the only thing that gives orders is balls. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear balls. <laughs> it's... I mean, it's like any any time he's doing the accent, but it's for like just like normal speaking voice because it's easy to do it the when he's mm. yelling it. But then when he's like doing it all hundred yeah. percent of it while he's just normal speaking, <laughs> it's even funnier. Oh no! Also, also another and it, you're right, Hunter. It's just any time he uses it when he's like sanitation. I thought you were telling him you were in a sanitarium, <laughs> not sanitation, man. Sanitarium. <laughs> I thought you to say you had DB and you was in a sanitarium and you was cured. Uh, so funny. I can eat a horse. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, they're gonna cook you one. Oh, I'll eat it. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like, what's age the best for me? The opening you guys mentioned before. Uh, just the introduction when you first see him. Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. so como se llama? And he's like, Antonio Montana. Yeah, I really like that. Um, uh, just all the quotes that you guys mentioned before. Uh, Miami and films. I just really think this is the first, the like, for me, this is, no, this like... This is the one that they claim the most. Like, yeah, it's just I mean, perfect. Like Miami Vice is in the title, but, yeah, yeah like, um, so many, like, yeah, all the souvenir shops I went to had at least one, like, a Miami <laughs> hoodie, but, like, with, like, the Scarface. Scarface back. The yeah, Montana yeah, yeah. fits, as I call them, because I really love, like, every outfit he wears, even down to the fluorescent shirts in the beginning of the movie. Like, his <laughs> fits are, like... That's my style. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me the red, flor- give me the red flowers. No like, one's mentioned this yet, so I'm glad I can be the one that mentions it. Pacino dancing? This is, like, top tier. <laughs> like, he's doing something, and I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's so funny. Um, I really like the showdown with Frank. Uh, when, Ooh, he, yeah. when he kills Frank, it's yeah, really yeah. solid. Um... Push it to the limit. That whole sequence is phenomenal. Oh wow, we we did we for, we forgot one of the most. Now that you mentioned Frank, the Biggie, don't get high on your own supply. Oh, don't you get high on your own supply? Yeah. Oh, oh my god, that's so uh, true. I'm, I'm surprised how we forgot that. <laughs> um, for a gangster, Tony's moral compass has aged really well. No kids, no killing kids. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. R- R- Hector Salamanca. Uh, Nick the Pig as a name. Gotta love Nick the Pig. Uh, I do love the finale. Um, I've always loved the parallel of, like, I guess the, the, the thematic choice to have him shot in the back, especially when he killed the person, the one person that had his back the entire time, and he's killed by getting shot in the back. I I thought that's phenomenal there. Uh, what's age of the worst? Um, I guess I'll start here. Start up with that part right there. Yeah, what? there you go. What, killing his best friend? has a... And that shit always bothered me. I like Fuck. it still does, man. I it's it's like like I don't like I don't have a sister. 
But like, mm-hmm. if I did, and it, the guy that married her is the guy I trust the most, why the fuck would I be upset about that? Obviously, there's more Honestly. to it because I think he's in love with her. But that's like another conversation. You could make that as the worst as well. As I rewatched it, like as like I've like gotten older, that's been the one thing. It's like you know, I was like. Maybe she is like spitting facts when she is like, you know, like you want me, Tony. Like, yeah, me. at this rate, at this yeah, rate, yeah. Once he kills Manolo, you can kind of find a way to gate. You'd be like, maybe he's just a very overprotective brother through all the stuff in the club. <laughs> but once he kills Manolo, you're like, all right, then I don't fucking know, dude. Like, yeah. Um, I guess non-Cuban playing a Cuban. Yeah, yeah. that would. Al Pacino as a basketball player. It's one scene, but fuck, he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I I had in our, our valley pick up basketball regulations. Uh, what, what are the rules of this game? It's a free for all. And he he chucks up a shot like this, and Chi Chi's like, like, "You almost made it." He's like, "I got better things to do, man." <laughs> um, leopard interior in your car. I don't. I, I, sh- I, go ahead. I, I didn't say I didn't say it, but I did have Tony Montana's bathroom slash car. I, yeah, I did have that yeah. mentioned too. Like, like, does does doesn't he have a carpet around the jacuzzi? Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's yeah. A good yeah. point. Uh, that was a that was a choice. Well, I, I, I mean, hey, if he's so rich, he can just get a new carpet every day. But it's just like, ooh, don't do that. <laughs> That's actually like I had that in in what stage the worst as an overall like just carpets in rich houses. Like I don't, yeah. I I I don't I don't like the carpet look because that just could get fucked up super quick um going yeah. to this is age the worst in terms of like modern culture going to nightclubs in suits like no one does that anymore <laughs> yeah can you imagine how hot that would be like oh god especially Crowded miami especially like, miami yeah. <laughs> Sh- shooting a guy in broad daylight with witnesses and getting away with it phones all over the place nowadays <laughs> uh and then what else and then yeah killing your best friends over marrying your sister that's like the worst for me. But uh, Jack, do you have anything? Uh, just two that you didn't mention. I gotta say, somewhat poor planning with the pickup at the beginning. I would not be that far away. Like, if there was any sort of hint that they're like, you know, like, oh, we need four guys. It's like maybe not be like, you know, across the street in a car, like chatting with girls. I would have tried to prepare a bit better, <laughs> especially once you realize like, is flirting. Mm-hmm, yeah oh that, you can also throw that in there just like the constant like him with that like throughout the first hour of the movie like his constant escapades I that scene is another another banger man this scene just this movie just has so many bangers um, when he sticks out the tongue and now it's like what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other thing the magazine clips man like or the the gun magazines the uh, he got that extra capacity perk or something because they <laughs> he was blasting. <laughs> like like even like just like the one scene where it's like the like when uh, Gina gets shot and he just like and he just like lights her up with the S- with like the SMG and then proceeds to do it on him and I was like that was at least like forty bullets <laughs> like both ways and I'm just like all right. Uh, so I love I love when movies like go crazy with the the magazine capacity of <laughs> what it fits it fits this movie though mm-hmm, yeah the excess yeah yeah Hunter do you have anything here mine was um the only one was the uh, quote unquote love triangle with <laughs> Tony and that yeah. or as I was like it's it's one of those where it's a not predictable but it's one of those where I'm like 
I, I didn't really love it when the first time I watched it. And I think when I was like kind of going through this movie as research, I was just kind of skipping around it. I was like, eh, I don't really need to see this again. Yeah, so that was the only. Part you think Coppola? You know, uh, you think Coppola saw this and he's like, I know how to do it better. He wasn't even thinking about that at that point. Or it was Pacino's idea after doing Scarface. He was like, he's like, no, he's like Francis. Movie. Hear me out. <laughs> and you should use your own daughter before as well. It's like, uh, no, don't do that. What about you, JC? Do you have anything here? Um, no, yeah, um, pretty. We also, for age best, we also forgot to mention, like, using, like, because remember what the, the montage with with pushing to the limb and destroying his rise and fall like mm-hmm. like that's oh yeah like that's some that's something we've seen a lot like where they where they set up like a great soundtrack to, to show the rise to get us that's true but as in, in, in terms of age to words pretty much a lot of what you guys said is um with manolo him killing him that's always bothered the first time i was i remember i was young so to me it was like you killing your best friend like, like to me i thought it was so weird like to me it's also the the, the the incestuous like relationship love he has, but it's, I also feel like he knows my, the world Manolo's in, so maybe he just didn't feel like him her being married to him maybe would put a target on her. I mm. feel that also plays into it. But yeah, pretty much those are the two things that is the worst. Oh, and also I'm with David, you being Cuban, the fact that people think that's what a good Cuban accent is. Ah, yeah, that's like, true too. Like Cubans, Cubans do not sound like that. Like Dave does not sound like I me. Mean, let's try to do his opportunity. That's not how Cubans sound. I do not sound like that at all. And I, and a lot of and a lot of people who aren't around Cubans a lot probably think that's like a accurate because I've seen people say like, oh, like look at my, I love this movie, but there's people that will say that this is a better performance than in in, in Godfather. Like, no, like that's because that's not how. Like I love the character, but that's not how Cubans sound. Like that's an over the top accent. That's. It's like when I've seen people play, like, I know it's a movie that you had nobody here to see, but it was like Abel Ferrara. He did a movie called Our Xmas, and it has um, Calardro from a bronze, so he's playing Dominican. I'm sorry. Like, Dave, I'll, I'll try to find a clip for you because you've been around a lot of Dominicans. Besides, Mr. So you know, like. Oh, I know how to, yeah. So that's my example. I was like, bro, like, I, I'm the, me being Dominican, watch that movie, was like, I know what you're going for, but oh my God. It's like, literally, it's like, well, I'm pretty sure what Cubans for when they. When they when they saw Scarface, like that's not how Cuban sounds. So that's like the for me that's the one that is the word. The fact that a lot of people think that's what Cubans sound like. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, we forgot to mention the death of Omar and what's age the best because that sequence slaps. Oh, yeah, more on that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. We will. We will. Now, now boys that got us. Yeah, we we're not gonna let him go away without a. All righty, so let's get to the Joe Spinell bad guy award. Since I was throwing shade, I'm gonna change mine and not do him. So I will go last. Uh, Jack, what do you got here? Uh, Joe Spinell, I've got uh, this was somebody that like I've always like seen the face and kind of actually funny that how long this actor has like kind of been in like my movie rotation going back before I was a quote before I was a cinephile. Mark Margolis. Uh, He's a good one. Most most known, without question, for playing Hector Salamanca. Uh, but he was also Ace Ventura's landlord. Oh, yeah. And that was my first meeting of him. So, Same. So seeing him then in this, I was like, oh, that's funny. And then Breaking Bad just brought everything full circle. And then honorable mention to uh, Anel Salazar, who 10 <laughs> years later is in Carlito's Way with Chichi. Pacino. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, Chi Chi. So, those uh, are the two for me. What about you, JC? What do you got here? 
Um, yeah, the same. Um, Angel Salazar as Chichi and um, Pepe Sena, who played Angel, the one that that guess. Oh, the, 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 the chainsaw, chainsaw. Yeah, like he's oh, been in a lot. Okay. Yeah, he's been he's been in a lot of like Mexican like gangs and was like American me and stuff like that. So like he's like. Uh, like he's an actor. Like unless I'm on IMBD, I will know his name. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's Chichi. Oh, that's the guy that gets the chainsaw through the head. Nice. What about you, Hunter? Do you have anyone here? I had the same one as Drake. I had Mark Morgulis as, as Shadow. What a name! Yeah. I've not seen I've not seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, but even he was still <laughs> that guy in the movie where I look. I was watching the movie. It's like, wait a minute! I've seen this guy before. Like, I've seen and a bunch of Breaking and, Bad. And he's in a he's in a bunch of Aronofsky movies. So that's that's yeah, part of what you said. Oh, that's yeah. He he was he was the definition of that guy. Where I was just like, I know that guy. And, hey, props <laughs> to him for being dedicated to the job. He's like wife, kids. I don't care. Fuck. So I I think I'll go. I think I'm gonna go with with Mark Magolis too with Hector Salamanca. But how he's really bad at his job because like, but Montana is like really like talking shit to him. Like he's gonna kill him for like a good two minutes. <laughs> and he's still and not he's ready to get happen. shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this thing I said, I said, dedicated to the craft, but also uh, all time stupidity and <laughs> just stupid. Like, hey. Al, like Al, you could see that where that scene was going when you were watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al Martino miscast award. Even as like someone that like, hey, we should get a Cuban and play a Cuban. I'm actually perfectly fine with them. Every single member of this cast. I. Oh, Jack is not. Yeah. Jack, what there's you... only there's only one character who I'm like this person's just here in the movie and they're just really like there and uninteresting. So I don't know if I would recast, but I'm it's the only character that I just like. They come up and I'm like, oh yeah, you're here too. And that's uh, I'll say it like Pacino does. Bernstein, Mel Bernstein. Bernstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's another bad guy. He was in he was in Rush Hour Two. Wait, oh, really? He, Who's he in Rush yeah, Hour Two? He was um the the guy that 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 works in with with Rosalind Paris uh, Sanchez. Oh the, shit! The, the white haired. Yeah, he was he was like her boss that, that that tells them that they're off the case. Yeah, but uh, Harris Ulan is his name. Uh, and like he's fine. I just think every other actor is like kind of going above and beyond in some ways or not, and he's just like, I don't know. Tried to tell him it didn't make sense. <laughs> it's just like, all right. And I can't even I can't even use my gimmick of saying Al Pacino because there's it it can't be done here. So. Yeah, um, how many characters could he play in this movie? He play Tony Emmanuel. I have today. He would play. Uh, He'd probably play Frank. Probably Frank. Frank or so yeah. Frank or Sosa. Frank or Sosa. Yeah. Uh, what, I have a good one for you, Dave. Who's too happy? I'll go for it. <laughs> I would have put I would have put Elizabeth Peña as Gina. I know you. Oh, you know, yeah, that's good. really good. Was pretty popular yeah. In the early 80s. yeah, I like that a lot. Well, well done. I like that. Is she Cuban? Mary? Uh, I forgot her name. She's Cuban, though, right? Uh, it's like Mary Elizabeth Mastriano or something like that. I only I've, outside of this, I've only seen she's a Robin Hood, right? <laughs> She's raising she was bowl, the color of she? money. The color of money. Oh, the color of money. Stupid me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was. She was in uh, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. yeah. She had straight hair and color of money. She was in the ah. Abyss. She was the main, the main the main girl in the Abyss. Oh, she wasn't great. But wasn't she nominated for color of no, money or something? She... Yep. She was oh, wow. nominated for that. 
Yeah, wow. she yeah. was. Wow. Don't disrespect. Oh. She was good. I didn't think she did not. That's wow. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. So, do you have anyone else, or you're good? No, that's All just right. that's my. I would have put less of opinion. Ah, uh, Maurice Joar music moment. I for me, it's push it to the limit. It's not even like close. Yeah. You can do the opening, uh, the, the opening maybe. Uh, that's no, that was my it. that was my second the one there, that and was, then I will say, was, yeah. individual tiny moment. I do really like the sting when uh, Tony shoots Manny, uh, just like that boom boom. Uh, and but yeah, push it to the limit, and then the opening theme I, are just like the too far and away. And I will say. Maybe, like, the weirdest... Uh, I always find the Strangers of the Night needle drop to be kind of weird. It's always, like, a, <laughs> <Strangers>. <laughs> a, a weird switch from, like, what, whatever they're playing at, like, the club. And it's like, all right, time for a show. And then Sinatra comes on. It's like, <laughs> all right. And then the, the, the big, like, paper mache head or whatever the guy was doing. But, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hunter, yours was the opening? Mine was the opening. Obviously, push limits right there. It's like 1A, 1B. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, and JC, you have the same. Oh, the, what, what was the which category? Are we Music on moment of the movie. Oh yeah, pushes to the limit. What out of what out of the only other like this again, very small moment in the movie when she's on fires playing and the, oh, and the camera's panning into the clock mm-hmm. when he's first dancing with Obira. No, yeah, that's I, another I, I really good like one. That one. Um, all right, so this is gonna be like category fraud, I think. Okay, black turtleneck <laughs> guy award. I think this is F. Murray Abraham because he's not really in the movie a lot, so that's I think that's him. Okay, let's let, let's break it down. So he has like the, four the or five re, scenes. The re, the re, I was gonna say the rewatchables rule. So the sixth man. Let's name the starting five. So you got Pacino, Bauer, Loja, Pfeiffer, Mark Mar- Margolis, probably re, Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, not Lo- Robert Loggia, not, G- not Gina. Yeah, that's right. I think Gina's, Gina's, Gina's I mean. in the five. Yeah. Oh, Mastriani, not Margolis. Mastriani. I was trying to say that. Robert yeah. Loggia. Lo- yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. Lo- I think it's Loggia, Pacino, Bauer, Mastriani, you know, Tiona, or whatever, and then Pfeiffer. I think that's the five. Okay. And then from there, yeah. yeah. And then six. then we got F. Murray Abraham. Because he's not my best. <laughs> my best supporting but, but, player is, is not. Is my note Yeah, so that's why I think F. Murray Abraham because he's so good but in, in the little bit he's in. But if we're going by Dion Waiter rules, like just like once we've seen, I <laughs> think it, it, I'm, I, I, I think I'm gonna have to co-sign the Amadeus boys and it go F. Murray. Yeah, because of Amadeus, I was like, fuck the rules. I'm putting in F. Murray Abraham. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's personal. What a what a shift in a year, right? <laughs> that that was also too where I was because I'd already seen Amadeus and it, he's one of the, my favorite best actor wins and it's just like mm-hmm. so you like, oh. like literally like six months earlier he was doing this for like a, literally a year earlier I was just what like was how even, did you do that what was even funnier was I saw I saw this I saw this first and then I saw Grand Budapest and then I saw oh, Amadeus and then the rewatches of both I was like huh interesting this, I uh, love wasn't he on the stage for Amadeus I don't remember. I do like the line delivery when you first meet him, and he's like, "Give him to the Colombian." He's like, "Okay, big yeah. guy, you want to make some big bucks, okay?" 
Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and just like doing cocaine while driving. <laughs> and um, his hate, fucking for, 80s. his hate for Montana is like right there. He has like, he's like, damn, uh, he's replacing me as like Frank's guy. Like, and you see the trajectory yeah. until no, he I dies. Gonna, I had that written down. I was like, he plays the outsider really well. Like, it's like the scene in the foyer where like Pacino, uh, Bauer and those are all like talking and he's just kind of like just standing off in the corner like casually reacting to mm-hmm. everything and I'm like wow it's kind of what he does some in Amadeus and I guess honorable so. mention for this award would be Paul Chenier who plays Alejandro Sosa because he has that scene at the end yeah. where he's like I told you a long time That's ago a you fuck fuck yeah <laughs> it, followed by like classic Pacino like fumbling hey, the phone hey, what the fuck you think you talking to okay. <laughs> you want to go to wall I, I, I get the wall I, okay I, I just, I, I just looked forgot. it up. He was he was not, Amadeus did not have Ephraim. It was Ian McKellen and Tim Curry was the original Broadway cast oh, of Amadeus. I like Wait, that. Who, that pair. Curry, Salieri. Cur- Tim Curry was Mozart. Okay. Oh, I like that. Because of the age. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like it, what was but, that like early eighties, late seventies? I'm guessing. Eight nineteen eighty. Okay. Okay. But the, like the worst one is June 1981. Roman Plansky directed and co-starred as Amadeus oh as God. Mozart in a stage production. I was like, Wait, Polanski played Mozart. Ugh. Polanski played Mozart and directed <laughs> to the stage. I don't want to hear him doing the whole slap. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Mitchell. Dave, we've heard, we've... Well, go ahead. I'm, I'm surprised that no, no, I'm surprised none of us said um cocaine and film for for age the best. Like I, I did. No, no, no movie. I said oh, oh, Mount Rushmore's coming. Yeah, later. yeah. We, we're we're gonna get there, <laughs> oh, but okay. I didn't mention age the best for cocaine. Um, oh, okay. My Thomas man, Mitchell <laughs> supporting award. This is like Stephen Bauer. Like not even for me. It's like yeah. he's so good in this. I'm. Are you surprised? Like he didn't get have a. I mean, he had a good he had a good career and he's had a good career but i but he should have been bigger i think he should have been bigger like there's not a lot a lot of latino stars out there and i mean it, i think he could have been a really so big did star he just get, like put did he just get like put in a box and didn't have anything like what what would you say are like his next big things because like breaking bad i mean he's like a he's like a supporting player of a supporting player he's in like four he was... or five episodes barely even so and he was a big part of traffic. He was um uh okay. Captain Seda Jones' husband. That's probably the most of and then he was also in um uh, Michael Mann um limited series called Drug Wars, which is pretty much what Narcos Mexico was. Yeah, like uh, looking so looking at filmography of the Scarface, he did Body Double. Uh he did I, I don't know what Thief of Hearts. Thieves of Hearts, baby. Running Scared. Sorry, it's gonna be a future rewatchable. Sword of Gideon, Wildfire, the Beast of War. I mean, he was working. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't know what any of these movies are. <laughs> oh, he was in Primal like, Fear. I forgot he was in Primal Fear. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, decent part. Definitely, yeah. It's definitely, what has been working like consistently over the last thirty, forty years. So, and most recently, and lost Mel- Go ahead. Jason. I was gonna say he lost Melanie Griffin. He, he lost Melanie Griffin to Don Johnson, and they he was married. Oh wow! And and Que Pasa USA was not running. I just checked uh, when Scarface. It was from seventy seven to seventy nine. But he was in the pilot okay. of the nineteen eighty five revival of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. So, um, okay. Alrighty. Does anyone else have another supporting player here, or is it nah. good here? That's that's too easy. Oh, Sorry, Robert, yeah. Jack, I think Jack. Yeah, made- I was gonna say Robert Robert, Robert Loja, I did have written underneath there too because I think he he just brings like a really fun energy to the movie. He does. He's really um, good. 
and it's like it, there's always that part of me where I'm like, was he really trying to, you know, like screw over? Like, oh, uh, that's what I was like. I was like, I don't know why. Pac- like, it's sad to see Pacino just like get greedy and like want to take over because I was like, Frank seems like a pretty solid <laughs> boss. And like, I, I I see why he was mad at Tony for like taking that like insane deal. And he like, literally <laughs> plays the same character in The Sopranos like a couple of years later. Uh, <laughs> um, MVP of the film, Icebox MVP of the film. I mean, yeah. Pacino. <laughs> the man whose name is the movie. You know? I just put Pacino, yeah. Pacino and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Mount Rushmore. All right, Jack. Is this the Mount Rushmore for cocaine in movies? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. This is like the the left side yeah, of Mount Rushmore. Say. The left to right. This is number one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of anything else. Like be, like the Wolf of Wall Street, maybe because they yeah, the, like, and maybe Good Goodfellas. Oh up yeah, there with too. the third act. Yeah. That's oh true. yeah. 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 Is this the peak for drinking milk at a nightclub? Because we talked about that cop, that one scene at the nightclub when he's talking to Tony, my guy's drinking a milkshake. Not a milkshake, a glass of milk. A glass of milk. Oh, okay. I was like, milkshake, fine, sure. But it was like a mudslide, like, all right. Um, Is it peak for Pelicans? Finding Nemo, is that a pelican? Oh, true, is that true? true, true. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do the accent, Dave. Oh, oh, pelican. Look at the pelican. Come on, pelican. Um, Cubans in movies. Yeah. Wow. As 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 bad as as bad as they're portrayed. I can't really yeah, think like of it. that's so bad. I can't think of being anything. the Ricardos. Nah, I take this uh, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I was trying to throw something out there. Because, like, listen, I like how I, you know how I feel about that movie and like Lucy as a whole, but like Bardem is. I rather, I I believe Pacino's Cuban more than I believe Bardem's Cuban. <laughs> um, and and Miami, but we all already said like the closest yeah. thing is Miami Vice, right? There's nothing. Oh, yeah. bad, bad boys. Uh, I know true, you know that. Know yeah. that bit, but those movies are big, Dave. No, they're big. Okay. But they're big. Yeah. Uh, Jack, do you got anything here? Um, I, speaking of categories that I don't know what the second placer is, movie rap icons. I mean, yeah, or this. what characters are more popular? No, um, no, this is it. I think it's up here. Mount Rushmore remakes. The thing, obviously. Heat. Um, it's it's one of those where you don't even know this is a remake half the time. You're mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's you know the original. Oh, I didn't even know that. Like in. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I would probably yep. put up there too. Uh, and then the fourth spot could be fought over, but I the think it just, I thing. think it just kind of perfectly encaps en- encapsulates like what a remake should be, as opposed to you know like 1998 Psycho, which essentially is just a remaster with color. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like modernizing the movie, putting it in the still of the base framework, but you just modernize the rest of it. And then, I mean, obviously, I think this is. Top tier work for everybody involved: Pacino, Pfeiffer, uh, so on and so forth. Inter- interesting question. Do you think this is it for Pacino as like a leading man? Like, because Heat, we have Heat, and and I think Heat had that's, him that, and De Niro. A, that's a duo's piece, you know. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I, I mean, would... the guy won his Oscar for leading actor. True, true. true. <laughs> yeah, but in terms like of a box Pacino. office draw, yeah, that's, the, that's the culmination of everything. Yeah, yeah. 
because uh, I mean, from there he does begin to be more of the supporter. Like aside I mean, from like you know, he begins to become Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we we get to peak Al Pacino and Heat. Uh, yeah. I don't, now now they've announced Ferrari. We might just have to make Heat one of our episodes. Do be, not tempt me with a good yeah. goddamn time, my friend. <laughs> I know. It's like we don't even care if the anniversary is two years from now. We'll still watch it. Oh, I, I've, I've already seen it this year. I have no problem. I've seen it twice this year, and I don't mind seeing it again. Uh, I haven't seen it in years, so you might have to. I, I could be your excuse. Do not I was I, say I, it's I, been a it's been a year. This may this it. the calendar may get revamped with that with that thought. As long as we don't cut Kong, I'm okay with this idea. Heat. <laughs> we can call it Heat and the Michael Mann rankings, and we could just do rank the yeah, Michael Mann films. Go. So I'm, I'm, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get maybe mad the Insider. Oh, Insider's great though, but like I, I like the Insider a lot too. The Insider's really good. But oh, you know, but yeah. What yeah, about yeah. JC? Do you have anything here? Um, peak of Pacino in the eighties because the eighties were kind of really bad for him. Like after this movie, yeah. he he did a movie called Revolution. Then he like had a semi retirement and you forgot. the theater. The, he, and he came back for Sea of Love. You forgot? What oh no, I forget. Cruisy was before Cruise. this. I'm talking about like <laughs> like after this movie, he only did two more movies and he mostly did theater. So it's like peak. This is definitely his peak when it comes to his eighties acting. And then I'll say, even though she got, I mean, I'll say peak Brian De Palma. This is, this, this is, is my favorite I mean, movie of his. Yeah, like this yeah. people don't say Carrie and Blowout, but I think this is his most popular movie by far. Like, even if you don't know who he is, like, like my brother, he's he's a casual movie viewer, and because of this and Carlita's way, if anytime he sees a movie like Mission Impossible with Black Dolly, he sees Palma. Oh, it's the guy that directed Scarface. For sure, something like. Like this is probably like what he's most known for. And Hunter, what do you got here? Uh, it's a Mount Rushmore chainsaws. In oh, the oh, well, nope, Texas. Me. No, absolutely Texas not. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I, know, I know, but I said, I said, Mount Rushmore. Texas yeah, it's, yeah, it's Mount Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Uh, well, yeah, Mount Rushmore. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so we got Scarface, Texas Chainsaw. Can we think of another two? Okay, American Psycho. Didn't yeah. Evil Dead, or sorry, Evil Dead movies? Oh, fuck, Evil Dead! Oh, duh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> I, I, I second another three horror guys. The Hudson takes remembers it. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, because Texas Chainsaw is obviously number one for a reason, but like this would be on the Mount Rushmore for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those two, Evil Dead and America Psycho, boom. That's yeah, it. Mm-hmm. and then I was, um, um, the, 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 this film is dedicated to credit. Where it's it's literally Tony gets shot. We see him in the pool with blood and like eighteen other dead guys. And it says film is dedicated to Howard Hawks. Like <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> that's how you honor a legend right there. <laughs> and then um, so I guess we can finish the Mount Rushmore with Pacino here. Like so, is this Mount Rushmore Pacino? Yeah. So yeah. for me, Dude, so God. It's Godfather's. We're talking about character. I will say. Talking about no performance. You you've missed the last couple of podcasts. There's no more peaks and valley. It's now Mount Mount Rushmore, JC. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, but I, like you're talking about like Mount Rushmore. Terms no performance. performance terms I was gonna say. I think it's more up here for the icon of Tony Montana. Because if I were to say his top four performances, it might squeak in at the fourth spot. I think I it's say. my four. I was gonna say I think it's my four, but if we're just talking about like you know like the icons of Al Pacino, I think it's second place Oof. behind yeah, behind yeah. Corleone. Yeah, because yeah, no. the Godfather's one and two. 
and that is a dog days in front for me too. Serpico he, dog he, days. He, he, he's, he's in front for me. Over this? Honestly. Yeah, he's in my third favorite Pacino movie. Oh, we're talking about performances. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll still made for you. I love him. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. Gonna say, yeah. Oh, I love him in Heat, but. Okay, yeah. I'll go. I would go Godfather one and two. I'll go Dog Day Afternoon, and if if I'm a big but it'll be like half a phase. But it'll, two half a phase in one, the last or the fourth one. But it'll be this and Serpico. Yeah, Serpico. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've, I've started to like. I used to be lesser on it. I, I know. love that movie so much. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I I I I have not seen Serpico or Dog Day, so I have a blind spot there. But like. I put the Irishman up there. I think he's I think crazy. he's fantastic too. Yeah, yeah, he's perfect uh, as that aesthetic character. He's so fun. Would it be blasphemous? I can't say that on, on record. I'm not saying this on record. Yeah. We're gonna say cruising. No, oh no, he's fantastic <laughs> in cruising, but absolutely not. <laughs> we're, Jack, we're about to say Jack and Jill. And, and no, that's wrestler. that's JC. He's Dunk, the one Dunk, that he's the one that posts Dunkachino Dunk every year. Um, Dunkachino, Ocean's thirteen. Ocean's thirteen. He's gonna Loving go that too. Um, all right, cool. So let's finish up with some fun facts here. So Tony Montana uses yayo as a slang for cocaine. Al, P- Al Pacino learned the word while learning the Cuban accent and ad-libbed it during the chainsaw scene. Brian De Palma liked it enough to keep it, using it throughout the film. So that's why he uses it so much. Tony um, yayo, too. We forgot to mention that. Um, in the scene where Manny says, where he tells Manny, look at them pelicans, the line was Al Pacino practiced with a language coach to get the Cuban accent right. Sorry, he failed. <laughs> who did he, who did he hire? Who was the figure coach? Out. Who's this coach? This one's interesting and like a sad story. Tammy Lynn Leppard, who played the blonde girl in the blue bikini during that tongue sequence when he goes uh, where Manny goes up to her, she disappeared on July 6, nineteen eighty three. Oh, I'm sorry, not not the tongue sequence during the chainsaw sequence when the they're driving. Yeah. Oh, call, so she car. disappeared on July 6, nineteen eighty three under suspicious circumstances and has never been heard from again. While working on the set, Leopard had a nervous breakdown on the set while watching a violent scene. After being taken to her trailer, she expressed to a family friend her fears about an alleged money laundering and people supposedly wanting oh, the- to kill her. Tammy quit the film shortly afterward. She vanished on July 6, 1983, slightly over five months before the movie was released uh, to movie theaters in the U.S. Uh, Leopard's oh, disappearance was featured on episode five. Oh, I don't know. Does, does, I just know that she disappeared. Um, she was on an episode of five point. I don't even know episode number five point one on on September nineteen ninety two. Tammy's mother was interviewed for the segment. She died a few years later, but Tammy's sister is still searching for her to this day. That is bananas. Um, Al Pacino has stated that Tony Montana is one of the favorite characters he's ever played. I don't blame you, buddy. Don't blame you. It looked like it was a lot of fun to play. For sure. Again, I don't understand why this happened. To help stay in character, Al Pacino asks. Uh, DP John Alonso to speak to him in Spanish only. Sure. Again, actors are crazy, man. Uh, Miriam Cologne, who plays Tony's mother, is only four years older than Al Pacino. Damn. <laughs> really? So Al Pacino... Uh, who looks young and who looks old? Because Pacino was like... 42 or 41 when Scarface came well, out. Something like uh, what, what what age is Tony supposed to be in this movie? I don't even probably remember. Like, like, like if they ever say like twenty eight, yeah, like twenty eight or thirty. 
in the eighties when you could have a forty year old play a twenty year old and be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> the same with Ray, Ray Liotta was supposed to be like twenty and Goodfellas. You're like, sure, I can't. <laughs> uh, Jack's favorite sequence, the shootout sequence in the end. Pacino grabs a gun by the barrel. This is a famous story. Although yeah, only blanks were used, his hand was badly burned. Uh, and production had to be shut down for a few weeks. Uh, the production used that time to fi- the film the final gun battle sequence from numerous angles using numerous cameras. Uh, according to a family media guide, how many times was the was fuck used in this movie? It's like two thirty one or something. Like two hundred. Yeah. I was going to say three hundred. Two hundred and seven. Uh, it is one point twenty one fucks per minute. Casino. Yeah, I was going to say it's no good. Those are casino. Uh, yeah. Dave, do you have do you have the Spielberg thing? What Spielberg thing? I have a lot here, so I'm no. Not... And 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 uh, what, during when, uh, but he he go, he directed some of those shots in the final and the final thing. Oh no, I, I didn't. I don't have yeah. it. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was like he was visiting the set and he and the Palma like let him shoot some of those shots in the final thing. Like I'll I'll send you guys. There's a picture that they ha- it has him in the in the in the Scarface set in that scene. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, a majority of the film was actually shot in L.A., standing in for Miami. I don't know what, because I couldn't even yeah, tell I you. I couldn't even I, tell you what. Yeah, they're not, they're not the super different cities, so you, know, you could make um, you could fake it. Alejandro Sosa was actually based on Roberto Suarez, a real life Bolivian uh, uh, drug lord and trafficker who played a major role in the expansion of cocaine in Bolivia, which is pretty cool. Uh, this was a huge controversy in the city of Miami during the making of the film over whether the producer should hold be up, allowed you to. Guys... Sh- hold on, give me a second. No, you can keep talking, Dave. Yeah, to... during uh, the producers were allowed to shoot in the city, so there was a big controversy. Like, can y'all see it? No, we... yeah, I see it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian De Palma liked, liked the script so much he dropped out of a directing flash dance. Brian De Palma's flash dance would be cool, though. It would have been <laughs> better than what we got. Yeah, um, cool. Michelle might, might have gotten into the Oscars with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer accidentally cut Al Pacino's face during production. Shit. Um, oh, this is the Spanish thing that I had. So, although Tony Montana is supposed to be Cuban, he only speaks three lines of Spanish. Three lines of Spanish the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And as a matter of fact, um. Stephen Bauer is the only Cuban in the movie, so that answers the Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio okay. question. Uh, Marion Colombo, who plays his mother, is Puerto Rican, and F. Murray Abraham is Syrian-American and Italian-American. And mm-hmm. Angel Salazar, who plays Chichi, is... Uh, Mexican? Doesn't say, actually. Uh, oh, like Mexican-Ecuadorian is... Uh, in the opening sequence with Tony and the immigration, Charles Charles Durning's voice has been dubbed by another actor. Do you know what actor that is? Dennis Franz. Hmm. Okay, he's a, he's a the Palma guy. He was in, a, in yeah. Body Double and Dress to Kill. Uh, Pacino wanted Glenn Close, I mentioned before, but the producers did not think she was quote unquote sexy enough to play. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't want to be mean, but like compared to Michelle Pfeiffer, she isn't. But like, Maybe. Glenn Close would still be good. She'd be great. Yeah. Would have given a good performance for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the entertainment industry hated the movie. Liza Minnelli asked Al Pacino what he had done to leave the insider subdued at a post screening meal. Minnelli had not seen the film at the time, but just heard that um, the movie was hated. But apparently, during that same meal, Eddie Murphy told Pacino that he loved the movie. And 
This is the second movie in which Pacino plays a criminal character that kills a corrupt cop. Both times, the officer was involved in drug trafficking. Can you name the other movie? Godfather. The Godfather. There you go. That was easy. That was too I was easy like, for the, you guys. The, pivot, the pivotal scene of the Godfather. <laughs> that was too easy. <laughs> uh, I like, is this oh, a trick yeah. question? Was it going to be like, <laughs> or something? I was, I was expecting some like B movie for like the 2000s or 90s. I was like, I don't know. It was but, City Hall. <laughs> are we sure it wasn't yeah, Insomnia, sure. guys? City Hall. Uh, he, he, well, he does kill a cop in Insomnia. He does, yeah. On accident. But yeah, that that wraps up this week's episode. This is a fun one. Uh, very, very fun one. And so fun, we're going to take a little vacation for the next three weeks. And we're going to Miami. We're going to Miami, and then when we come I back, was. when we come back in, uh, I believe August twentieth, twenty first, our our dive into Alfred Hitchcock commences because we are going to celebrate the sixty fifth anniversary of one of the greatest movies ever made, Vertigo, and then the following week we are also going to celebrate another one of the greatest one shot movies one shot movies ever made yeah, yeah. rope oh. as it celebrates its 75th anniversary so i always like to do a hitchcock movie in all in august since it's his birthday so two great movies yeah, to true. to to touch on uh before we go jack where can everyone find you you can see what i'm watching on letterboxd uh, and you can see all of us over on the league of cinephiles just wrapped up our trivia tournament and we've got some more exciting stuff coming here before this season wraps up. So be sure to check us out there as well. And Hunter. Yeah. It's great to see you and Dave on the live desk for New York episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Months of them being sent in the chat, a little snippet, like, Ooh, sneak peek. I like, I I want, so it's nice to see the full episode. So yeah, uh, you can find me at the cinema dispatch.com and on Instagram, Twitter, wherever that is. So, uh, lots of great reviews coming out. Even though August is a little slower month, but there's always good stuff. And then obviously, Oscar season's ramping up, and we'll get our way to TIFF, where you'll get a review every six hours. Basically, is all we do. I'll be, I'll, I'll have the dedication of Tony Montana there. <laughs> and JC, thanks again for joining us. JC, where can everyone oh, find so, you? So, oh, sorry, I thought that was the buy. Um, oh no, no. You can, so you can find me at Merc with the movies. Um, I. Pretty much review and post news on every little thing, um, any movies, foreign movies, and big releases. I go to the movies every week, so you pretty much get reviews for all the new releases as well, uh, on a consistent basis. And I'm part of the League of Cinephiles, just like the guys at Equals Five. I mean, on Letterboxd with the same handle as my I'm with the movies. Hey, you can find me at the cinematicreal.com. Uh, also, same handle on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, threads because that's still a thing too uh letterbox yeah we're trying um but yeah you can find me there and then like hunter said be on the lookout for some reviews in the coming weeks august is slowing down but we got festival season on the way so until until next month see you at the movies